Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the awesome support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. Welcome back. I don't know if I'm saying that to everyone, myself, or a combination of both, but regardless, welcome back. If you're listening to this in the way-off future of 2022 or beyond, uh, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But for everyone who is listening to this immediately after it's released, uh, you're probably wondering, hey, where have you been the past month? And... You know what? I'm not even going to try to make excuses about it. I've just been way too busy to sit down and record. You know, it got to the point there for a while where this wasn't a weekly show. It was a bi-weekly show just because of how insane things were getting. And, well, the holiday season did not make it any easier. And every single time I sat down to record, something else ended up happening that pulled me away from releasing an episode. And then I fractured part of my elbow and then Christmas Eve happened and then Christmas Day happened. It's funny how that all happens. Uh, but I, I told myself, I promised myself I could not go without releasing at least one more episode in 2021. So that's why I'm here right now. We are going to make this the end of the year extravaganza. And that is because we are combining 11 and I'm saying that correctly, yes, 11 dining reviews along with one Disney dining show all together in what will probably end up being an episode that is over two hours. It might, it might not go all the way over two hours, but it's definitely going to be somewhere in that realm because I know I know we've got some big ones in there. We have at least uh, one like 40-minute review and a 30-minute review. So uh, this is going to pack a big punch. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time. I'm sure there's a lot of news that I've missed out on, you know, uh, probably Festival of the Arts information because that event is coming up uh, way quicker than any of us are ready for. Uh, you know, more restaurants have reopened. Boat Rights, I believe, has reopened as well as the uh, the storybook dining at artist point and you know who knows who knows what's going to open next maybe flying fish probably not we will just have to wait and see but uh, once we get back into 2022 i promise not back into but once we get to 2022 i promise i'm going to do my best to keep this on a weekly format deliver some news every week along with some dining reviews now, I also want to apologize, not just for the delay in time, but uh, if you are listening to this in the moment, there is a lot of reviews on stuff that will not be around much longer. You know, uh, Epcot International Festival of the Holidays reviews, uh, the Cookie Stroll from their reviews. Uh, it, it's just, it's very holiday oriented. So uh, it's going to be more of a listen to not plan what you want in the next upcoming uh, weeks of your vacation, but more about making plans for next year. So I hope you get some some use out of this one. And if not, you know what? 
I, I have no answer for you. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. That's the only thing I'll say with that. But uh, I'll apologize for the content and how late it is and not for uh, my other shortcomings in this situation. But we're going to go ahead and get things started because we do have a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover. And we are going to get things kicked off with our team's review of the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays Holiday Kitchens. We had a decent amount of food, not all of it, not nearly enough. That's why we're going to revisit it again in the future, but we are going to uh, see what we had on that first day, the first time around, first weekend, because this wasn't an all-in-one day. This was kind of spread out as team members could get over there, but it's myself, it's my wife, Kylie, Denny, uh, Fiasco, as well as his wife, Haley, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. Now, like I said, we have lots of the members of the Diz team here getting ready to eat some of the awesome, delicious food that they have. I mean, surely it's going to be awesome. It has to be. And it has to be delicious. I don't, it, it has would, to be festive, too. It, and also festive, yes. It's got to be all of those things. And I know I have a big, long list of things that I want to eat. Some of them I can pronounce. Other ones I can't. But, but you're going to try. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try. I'm just going to eat them and say if it's good or not. <laughs> and yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff to eat. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Let's get going. I am here with the one treat out of all of them when the foodie guide was released that I simply said to myself, I must have that. That treat shall be mine at the Festival of the Holidays and I'm super duper looking forward to it. It is the chocolate peppermint donut from the Donut Box. If you don't know where the Donut Box is located, it is here just outside of Test Track. Um, you can see it back over there <laughs> over my shoulder, Donut Box. Um, in fact, you'll probably hear the cars whizzing around the track as I speak to you now. Um, each of the donuts at the donut box is $5. They are filled with sugar and all sorts of fun. And you can even get a, a box of them to go. Like you can ask for one of every one and they'll package them up for you and you'll be on your way. But today I focused solely on the chocolate peppermint donut. Behold... The donut. Behold, it looks fantastic. Um, literally, all that we know about this donut is it was five dollars and the title of it. We don't know what's inside. Nothing. But I love chocolate and I love peppermint. Anything peppermint, anything mint, I'm in. And so this called my name as soon as I heard uh, about its coming to the festival. So I'm glad to be here to try it. How cute is that little? Love that little candy cane. I've got my handy dandy knife here. You and I are gonna cut into it together and figure out what's going on. We've got a whole lot of chocolate icing here. We have more of like a ganache, it looks like. Maybe a dollop of buttercream on the top. Affixing that little candy cane to the very top of it. So here we go, we're gonna, we're gonna cut right in. And Joyful has kicked up. I love Joyful. They are very joyful. Oh my goodness. We, this, the cutting is not going swimmingly. <laughs> oh, friends. As if we didn't have enough chocolate going on on top of the donut. We have chocolate going on inside of the donut. It is a 
It's not filled, it's just they filled the hole of the donut. As I massacre it, they have filled the hole of the donut with the icing so that you have a little bit of a surprise inside. Now that I've absolutely done a number on this poor thing, bless its heart, it didn't stand a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna take a bite, here we go. I'm pleasantly, I'm pleasantly surprised by this donut. It's your typical yeast donut. And, but when I bit into it, I actually tasted the peppermint. I know this, I know you're probably thinking, Danny, well, of course, it's called a chocolate peppermint donut. But a lot of times when things are called a certain thing, they don't always taste like that certain thing as much as you would want them to. This actually does. Is it as pepperminty that, as it could be? No, but that's okay. It's pepperminty, and so I'll take it. Oh gosh, look at that chocolate. I'm really, I'm really enjoying this donut. Um, sometimes donuts, bless Everglazed Heart, I, I feel like sometimes they're just sugar, 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 sugar. And that's the overwhelming um, flavor rather than being all these different fun flavors that they could be. Um, this actually is a flavor other than sugar. Um, the donut box here in Epcot, I think has hit a little home run with this one. I'm really enjoying this. I love the little sprinkling of peppermint, crushed peppermint on top. I will enjoy that candy cane. Yes, I will. And, um, but I'm even curious, I mean, I know it's more chocolate than anything, but I wonder if they've used a little oil, little peppermint, like flavoring in the chocolate. Probably not. It's probably just the crushed candy. Regardless, this is a good one. Um, could I sit and eat four of the donut boxes donuts? No, likely not, I could not. But will I enjoy this one? The one that I wanted most of all, out of all the things here in Epcot for this festival. Yes, I'm gonna savor this one. After a day at the festival, you and I both deserve a chocolate peppermint donut. So five bucks uh, here near Test Track, near Creation Shop. I love donuts, so I am very excited that they have taken my favorite holiday drink and mixed it with a donut. So what I am having here is the eggnog and cream filled donut with cinnamon icing and crumbled ginger snap cookies. I'm even gonna be okay with the fact that this is a yeast donut. I love a good cake donut, yeast donut, not as much, but I'm, uh, I'm gonna make the best of it. And this donut was $5, which always expensive, but I think it'll be worth it. And you know what? When we cut it open, I was expecting a lot more cream to be in there, that eggnog cream, and sadly, there was not a lot of it. But, you know what, with the ginger snap cookie and the cinnamon icing and the little bit of eggnog, I think there's still gonna be enough to, to make this a delicious holiday treat, and hopefully not the only one of these that I get during the holiday season. So, oh, I got a good good first bite here. Let's go. Even though I had a lot of the eggnog cream on my first bite, I will say that most of the flavor that you're getting on this is ginger snap and cinnamon. And that's not a bad thing because both of those are also delicious.
but when you want an eggnog donut, you want the eggnog too. I do get a little bit of it at the end. That like that I, I always get criticized for it. It's that weird minty taste uh, from the eggnog. I don't know what it is, but to me, it, it comes off as like slightly minty. Either way, I really I, I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's actually it's very festive, but I want to find out Kylie's feelings on it. I have to take a daintier bite because I can't do a big bite. It's okay. Um, the eggnog comes on really strong. I actually wish that it had more ginger snap and cinnamon flavoring, but overall it tastes like a delicious eggnog in a glass, but it's a donut. All right, so I took another bite and it turns out I just had way too much eggnog cream in the first bite. Um, once you get a bite that has all of the flavors mixed properly, it does taste really good. And if you do love eggnog, unfortunately, it's not super eggnoggy. I am now Mexico Pavilion adjacent and I am ready to do some eating. I have stopped by Las Posadas Holiday Kitchen and which is a personal favorite of mine. Really, any of the festivals, the festival food that's specific to that festival is so good in the Mexico Pavilion. It's, it's just a favorite. So today I'm trying the giant tostada de chorizo. Chorizo is another personal favorite of mine. I enjoy it immensely. And um, today what they're using is they have... Um, uh, I'm going to read the description, but they have a ground chorizo. So rather than chorizo that looks more like a kielbasa, it's the ground variety. So here's our official description from Disney of what I'm about to eat. Giant tostada de chorizo. Chorizo served on a giant tostada with chipotle black bean puree, salsa verde, queso cotilla, crema mexicana, and pickled onion. It all sounds good. Now here's the catch. Here's the catch. Yes, they do call it a giant tostada. It is larger in size than your typical festival dishes. I'm gonna pick it up right here. That's it, it's as big as my head, right? Um, so it's nice, it's large, but it is $9.75. So for me personally, that's a bit on the pricey side for festival food. I wish it was just dialed back just a hair in the price department, but I am going to try it nonetheless. This is a crispy um, tostada, so I'm just gonna chomp right in. Here we go. That does not disappoint. Okay. Woo. All right, we got a little bit of heat, but between, you know, there's the monorail. Isn't it great to have the monorail running in Epcot again? Love. But with chorizo, you're gonna expect some heat, you're gonna expect some spice, um, and oh gosh, that's good. I wanna specifically taste the salsa verde. We've got some heat going on in there too, but it's good. Everybody, this is good. I'm gonna take another bite, because I gotta, I gotta dig in deeper on this. Dig a little deeper, as Tiana says. Here we go. So, while it is more expensive, it is really tasty. It is really good. This is gonna be something that's a bit more filling, obviously, because it's bigger. The word giant is used. It's bigger than your typical festival food, so it's gonna fill you up a little bit more. It's gonna be a little bit more shareable, that kind of thing. Um, 
but I'm gonna eat this entire thing. I'm just gonna gobble it right down because it is that good. I haven't gotten to the pickled onion yet. Let me take a taste of a pickled onion. It's a pickled onion. <laughs> Vinegary. And if you enjoy pickled onions, I can take them or leave them. I usually leave them more than I take them. It's all right. Um, but mm, the chorizo. That's good. That's really good. You can't go wrong with chorizo. I mean, my goodness. I'm going to finish eating this. Um, and it's... And I'm going to enjoy it. That's all I got to say about that. Las Posadas Holiday Kitchen. And it's off to my next snack. Hello, everybody. Fiasco. Hey, here at the American Pavilion in Epcot. Now to hit at the American Holiday Table. Because there, we're going to be able to get all of the holiday fixings like you can every year for $5.75. That's going to be turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, green beans, onions, and cranberry sauce. All small portions for $5.75, and that's what you had your eye on. Yeah, I was mostly excited for this booth because I think it is such a decent portion for, you know, such a fair price. I was very, last year, no, not last year, I think the year before that I had it, and it was so delicious. This year, I'm a little disappointed because it was on the salty side, but I did finish it enough. You I know, helped her. I helped. did. I, I liked it enough to finish it besides the green beans. The green beans just tasted like metal, like you well, just yeah, dump in a can, but that's they, fine. They were unnecessarily yeah. salty, um, but I think this is an, an ins I don't want to speak too much, but I think this is a really good idea, a good deal for five bucks. No, it, five is, seventy-five. it is, and there's like a lot for, for the price, I think. Right, like I'm surprised that this year has come and the price is still only five seventy-five. I would expect for the amount they're putting on here with Disney, for them to maybe jack oh, the price yeah. up a little bit. I would, right. I'm honestly surprised that it, they, they hadn't. But oh, that's um, cool that they you know kept the prices very very fair. And I will also say like I will get this every year that they have it offered. Um, yeah, just too. walking to the American Pavilion from Mexico to here, there's very few options that aren't sweets. Mm. Um, Festival yeah. of the Holiday has a lot of booths to pick from as far as like you know other like there's i feel like there's might be a little bit less booths than let's say F food and wine festival or um or flower and garden festival but it's and not also, by a lot like there's not many too many less booths however many of the booths are just packed with sweets so you don't have a lot of like actual like food food as like as i would call options, them savory yeah. options right that's my issue with this festival is i don't care for the sweets every booth and i want something salty and yeah, like so, like for us, cookies. <laughs> we want to like pick things that um, that we want to review for this video. But like, we are planning to do the cookie stroll soon. Mm -hmm. So like, I want to stay away from sweets. I want to make sure I get all like the food, food, savory options because I can't just eat all sweets and then go do the cookie stroll tonight. Right. And that's a challenge. I'm definitely that's not going to be challenge. having all of the cookies. Like I said, I don't care for all the sweets here. Well, we'll share them. This, We're going to share. Like I'm probably going to have like a bite. It's like six. Yeah, that's a that's, lot. Uh, okay, but we're sharing them, it'll be okay. No, of course. Yeah. We can, we can, we got this. There's a, there's a Snickers snickerdoodle cookie. I think you're going to okay, want that. Okay, I think you're going to want that. But, huge fan of the holiday turkey, especially for five seventy five. dollars Easy thumbs on up. the salt. Recommend With this it. one. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> on to the next one. We have moved on to Lakayam, and I feel like I stop and get something here every single time this festival rolls around. I don't remember what I had the last time. I think I had the beer. 
maybe the donut too. I just, I don't remember at all. But this time around, I'm getting the uh, pastrami on rye. It is 525 and it's obviously a pastrami sandwich and it's on rye bread, there's mustard, and then it is topped with a house-made pickle. And the presentation on this thing is beautiful. Looks like it's a nice little, little cute portion for what it is. And I love a good pastrami sandwich. So I'm very excited about this. You know, it's not the same as going to a deli and getting a good pastrami sandwich, but at the end of the day, it's still really delicious. Uh, the pastrami itself, you know, it's salty. The rye bread just brings that extra earthy flavor to it, and the mustard is the perfect balance for it. But I haven't tried the pickle either. And I hope it's not sweet pickle. I don't like sweet pickles. I like dill pickles. Oh, no. That's a good pickle. A little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spiciness. Definitely some spiciness, but uh, also pairs perfectly with this pastrami sandwich. You know, it's a really small sandwich considering you can go to an actual deli and get a whole lot more for that price. Pretty much a full-size sandwich for $5.25, but... I'm still feeling it. I'm in that festive spirit. But it's not the only thing we got here. Kylie got something else too. I got the potato latkes. They are $4. Um, they're basically like little potato pancakes and they're topped in a cream. It looks like dill's in it, so we'll see. Quick update, it is dill. Um, it is absolutely delicious. It's very simple, it's just very, Flavorful potatoes is the best way I can describe it. Um, yeah, typically I've had it like with German food and it comes with applesauce and I think I actually prefer the dill sauce to that. Alrighty, I am here in the Japan Pavilion. I have just uh, visited the Shiwasu Holiday Kitchen and I have chosen their non-alcoholic beverage that's currently on their menu. While sushi is something I have had, it's not something that I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I'm down with that. Let me have all the sushi. So I wanted to try their um, boba drink, their milky boba drink. This is uh, the chocolate banana boba. Look at that. You can see the little boba. Those are strawberry boba floating around in there. So according to um, the festival passport, and if you don't grab one of these when you come into the park, please do. I mean, if you if it's not normally something you do, do it because it's kind of a little treasure trove of all things festival. So it'll, it'll point you in the right direction and it'll give you brief little descriptions about every single food item, food and drink. So the chocolate banana boba, and we have the amazing Tyco drummers drumming over here in the pavilion. How good is it that they're back? I love them. So I have dramatic music <laughs> in the background for my chocolate banana boba, which is described as having cocoa, calpico, banana syrup, and strawberry popping boba balls. This is, hold for, pause please, hold for effect, $5.50, and it is small. So first things first, this is fairly teeny tiny. <laughs> So it's not the size of your typical like bathroom little cup that you would have, but it's it's a it's a little bit bigger than that. I think we've got seven ounces probably here. Um, so it's topped with whipped cream, and it's got the strawberry boba balls. And um, 
Cheers. Here we go. Mmm. All right. So I did a, a brief um, a brief search on the internets, and the internets told me what Calpico is. Calpico is actually a non-carbonated Japanese uh, beverage. It's a milky. It's like a milky soda without the carbonation in it, which sounds a little a little strange, but um, but I like it. So this is this has cocoa going on with the Calpico, um, and then has the the strawberry um, bobas. Now, of course, they're floating around. <laughs> they're floating around. I'll get to them eventually. But the banana, I don't know if you like when I was a kid getting like a frozen banana that had been dipped in chocolate was a treat like so so good i haven't had one of those in years but um that's what this is that's what that tastes like it's so so good chocolate and banana together love it gotta have another sip yeah that's that's really good and this is this is part of the fun of these epcot festivals right we get to try things that are different normally I'm not normally getting this, but how fun is it that I get to have something nice and refreshing? It's not too thick. It's not like a milkshake. Obviously, it's like if you're used to like a a boba drink, it's um, it's 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 thin, but it's it packs a lot of flavor. So really tasty. Um, but anyhow, I've you know I'm trying something different. And I've learned something new. I've learned what a new Japanese drink is, Calpico, and uh, and the adventures will continue as I make my way around the World Showcase. So you'll find this again in the Japan Pavilion at Shiwasu Holiday Kitchen, $5.50. The chocolate banana boba. Pretty good. I love a really well-designed holiday treat. And... So the one thing that caught my eye at the booth at Japan, the Shiwasu Holiday Kitchen, was the Chirashi Sushi Tree. And this is sashimi grade tuna, salmon, ikura, and yellowtail with vegetables decorated on an artistic bed of rice to celebrate the holidays. And, you know, I've seen photos of this one and it truly does look like a sushi tree. And I feel like mine came close enough to being a sushi tree. It's uh, kind of, you know, not the prettiest tree in the world. But, but it's a tree. But it's trying. And, uh, yeah, ho hopefully it all tastes very delicious. I like the little boba on top of the star, all the ikaro, the little red caviar. Very delicious. Um, here's nothing. I believe the saying is actually, here goes nothing. And I didn't say it correctly. But, wow, this is tasty. I mean, I don't really know how far to report in. Yes, it is truly, truly good quality sushi on top of a bed of rice. And it's a little spicy. But that might be because I got some of the wasabi on it. That's usually the case. But yeah, it's, it's really tasty. Um... I truly just don't know what to say about it, though. I like it. It was $6.50. I feel like you're not getting a ton of fish, but because there's so much rice, maybe that kind of makes up for it. Rice is really known to be very expensive. So, you know, you have to factor that into the price. But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. 
Haley and Fiasco back again this time in the Japan Pavilion to get the celebration, the New Year celebration soba soup for $8. Uh, this has a big piece of tempura shrimp in it, uh, so the bottom half is going to be a little soggy. The top half is going to be awesome and crispy. You're going to have your noodles, your green onions, your shiitake mushroom, and a fish cake thing. I'm not sure which part is the fish cake, but I'm assuming... It's probably this, like, um, maybe this pink thing here. I don't know. but I don't either. This is really good. I like this good. a lot. Yeah, I like um, the shrimp part a lot. That's my favorite part. And um, I love how we didn't get spoons. We only got forks. So I didn't get a ton of, the like, the broth. But the noodles and everything were really good. And I thought it had really good flavor. It's very light. Yeah, I always eat, like, ramen and, like, any sort of soup with a, with a fork. Just yeah, because, like, too. I want to make sure I get the noodles. Yeah, the noodles are my favorite part. I know. They are. But I love, like, the broth at the end. It's good, huh? I don't know what that pink thing is. It's cute, though. It adds, like, a little bit of a cute design to it. Design. It, like, it tastes like a noodle. But it's obviously, you know, a cute little pink spiral thing. Um, this is really good. It was warm. It was served warm. I know before Japan had a, uh, a ramen-type dish that was served cold. This is, pro this is probably getting cold now that the cold mm -hmm. air is hitting yeah. it. But it was served warm. And it was, like, nice and... It was perfect yeah. because today is a little chilly. I have my jacket mm -hmm. on. Yep. And this was perfect I have one in the that. bag just in case. Mm -hmm. It's, like, cold in the shade and then it's hot like when it, the sun hits you. Perfect. This I saw this and I was like, "Ooh, that's a very like Instagram worthy holiday yeah, thing." For sure. That's kind of what made me want to get it, but now I'm really glad I got it cuz it was just delicious. So, thumbs up for me. Yeah, me too. We're on our final booth for us at least, and it is the France booth. I'm not going to pretend that I can actually pronounce the name of this one. It is way too complicated for me. So, I'm just going to not embarrass myself. And we did get two items here, and I know what I got. I also know what Kylie got, too. That's really repetitive. Doesn't make sense, but I'm trying to stall for time because I also cannot pronounce the name of my dish. But I did get the turkey dish that they have here. It is turkey with bacon, mushrooms, and onions in a mustard cream sauce served with roasted sweet potatoes. And this is $7.25. And... Looking at this thing, I was not impressed. Uh, you know, $7.25, I, I think it's going to be decent quality food, but the portion size is not big for that price. And then, like, the sweet potatoes just look so pathetic. They look sad. They look really sad. And, I don't know, mustard cream sauce with bacon and mushrooms, I, I just had higher expectations. Like, there is bacon and such in there. A lot of it was buried on the bottom, but... I don't know. This thing does not look, doesn't look too great, but hey, I love mustard. Maybe it'll end up being like really delicious. I will admit, I pride myself on being able to cook Thanksgiving dinner, uh, but you know, it doesn't always go well. In some situations, the turkey gets a little dry. That's what happened to my turkey this year, but my turkey is not nearly as dry as this one is and they are trying to mask just how overcooked it is with the mustard cream sauce which the mustard cream sauce is delicious the bacon in there the onions 
the mushroom, it's, it's all really good. However, uh, I am going to probably burn some serious calories today from chewing. Uh, this turkey is just so dry. Now for a bite of the sweet potatoes. They're fine. I don't think they were seasoned at all. So, I mean, they're sweet. They're roasted sweet potatoes, but there is absolutely nothing special about them. I'm gonna do one more bite where I try to get it all in there. Maybe that's the winning combination. I don't know, if it was, it'd probably just be served like a stew to begin with, right? I'm just gonna say pass on this one, and maybe we'll have better luck with what Kylie got. I got the Bouche de Noel, which is the Christmas log. It is a chocolate Christmas log with a chocolate biscuit, white chocolate mousse, raspberry cream, and a chocolate fudge coating. It also has cute little, like, um, pearls on it, and it's $6.25. So, first bite, it's delicious. Absolutely incredible. If you like chocolate, you'll like this. Unless you're Craig and you don't like fruit with your chocolate, then you won't be as much of a fan. The cream inside kind of balances the thickness of the fudge on top. And overall, it's just a really nice chocolate cake. I don't know if it would necessarily be worth $6.25 just because of the size of it alone. But taste-wise, it's awesome. Hello, everyone. I am back. I'm still here. <laughs> I've never left. Still at Epcot. It is now 7 p.m. And as you can see, night has fallen and Spaceship Earth is doing its amazing, wonderful beacon of magic thing. And I'm hungry because I'm still here and it's dinner time. First things first, can I, can I just pull up a proverbial chair real quick and just say, I just saw the first um, performance of the Return of the Candlelight Processional in the America Gardens Theater. Um, if you've never seen Candlelight, um, I'm sure you've heard us talk ab about it in the past, but if you don't know what it is, it is a performance that happens three times every night during the festival of the holidays. Um, the traditional Christmas story is told. Um, amazing choirs sing, including the Voices of Liberty. And this year, the choir usually uh, in a typical year, in a normal year, um, different community choirs, school choirs accompany the cast member choir in the performances. This year, it's all just cast members. They're all fully vaccinated. Um, and can I just say, while it was different, it was still just as amazing and so, so good. So good. So it, it feels like the holidays are like officially here now. <laughs> feels so good. So I am here now, dinner time, uh, that it is, and I'm at the Meli Kalikimaka Holiday Kitchen. And I have chosen the Kalua pork. Well, first, on my way here, I got a peppermint loca. It's 7 p.m. <laughs> so, and it's not decaf. That doesn't bode well for sleep tonight, but it just felt like the thing to do. Delicious, delicious, delicious. Um, back to Meli Kalikimaka. I am here to try the Kalua pork. I met amazing viewers today, and if I got to meet you today, thank you for saying hi. Um, had the chance to talk to Victoria and Courtney, um, amazing viewers, and they recommended the Kalua pork 
here at this holiday kitchen and so I am here to try it. We have, let me read the official terminology for you. Kahlua pork with Okinawa purple sweet potatoes and mango salad. So as Courtney and Victoria pointed out, we've got purple sweet potatoes going on here. It says it right in the description, but how cool is that? That they're in there. I learned a little bit about purple sweet potatoes and how they hail from the Philippines and they're called ube because of Everglazed Donuts. I needed to research the purple donuts when Everglazed open. Turns out purple sweet potatoes are a thing. So these are Okinawa purple sweet potatoes um, and I'm really really interested to give this a whirl. It came highly recommended and so um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a whirl. It's five dollars and twenty-five cents. Um, it's a nice little mound. It's got there's the mango salad there in the back. There's our little mangoes. Got microgreens on the top and pork and a nice little uh, mound of the purple sweet potato. I'm gonna try to get a little bit of everything in this bite. We'll see how that goes. Got some mango, got a microgreen hanging on there for dear life. All right, here we go. Okay, first things first, it is not warm. And I did not mess around for too terribly long. I had to shoot a couple of 10 second videos. I took some pictures, but I haven't been sitting here doing my nails or, you know, reading a book or anything. It's not been that long and it's cold. That being said, though it be a little bit chillier than it should be, it's still really good. I like the purple sweet potatoes. And while, okay, while you and I might know sweet potatoes, these are not as sweet as the sweet potatoes that you and I know. That being said, they're good. They're kind of like a cross between mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes. So if sweet potatoes are too sweet for you, then that's, that might be your thing. But speaking of sweet, you have sweetness going on with the clue of pork. And you throw the mango in there and there's not a ton of mango, but you throw the mango in there and that just kind of brings a nice little freshness to it. What I do like is the amount of pork that we have going on here. It's got, it's got a nice little portion. And if I'm gonna pay for pork, I want, I want enough. Like I want a substantial, um, I want a substantial amount. You know what I mean? One more bite. I really like that. Yes, it's not the hottest thing, temperature-wise. But man, that okay, that's good. And I've never stopped and had anything at the Meli Kalikimaka or the, you know, Hawaiian-inspired kitchen that's here. Mmm, that's got a tanginess to it. And it's not just the mango. <laughs> so that is really good. I'm gonna continue eating this and enjoying this and um, drinking my peppermint mocha. We are all finished up here at the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays uh, between us, Denny, Fiasco, we did a little bit of eating. Not Just a lot a of eating. Yeah, I'm not gonna like try to say we got everything done. We didn't even come close. No. In fact, like one of the booths, Japan, we ordered like, we all ordered something from there. It's kind of oh. weird. Interesting. Yeah, but you know, there was definitely highlights, low lights, medium lights. Medium lights. 
I don't know if that's a thing, but no, I, I definitely had some things that stuck out above the others. I, I wish Denny and Fiasco were here to uh, kind of chime in with their uh, their opinions on everything one more time, but that was like, they came in the days prior to us being here, so yeah, we're just going to have to, you know, do the best that we can here as we're wrapping everything up. So, uh, Kylie... What was your favorite thing you had? So I had a tie for my favorite thing. I love the potato latkes. I can never pronounce it right. I'm so sorry if I pronounce it wrong. And the bouche de Noël, which was the Christmas log. Yeah, and I did have a bite of the of the Christmas log. I didn't obviously do it on camera, but I had it afterwards. And it was basically like a glorified ho-ho. And so I was actually impressed with it. However, I did not eat it with the raspberry. Because I don't, I don't like missing. I, I don't like fruit with my chocolate. I just, I don't care for that. So, I just stuck for the uh, actual ho ho portion of it, and I'm loving it. You had one more in, and Santa Claus is here, I think. <laughs> uh, but for me, the highlight definitely was. I would have to say the eggnog donut. That was just so so good and so eggnoggy. But then the ginger snap. The cinnamon, I liked all the flavors there. It put me in the holiday spirit. Not that the pastrami on rye was bad, but it was a pastrami on rye. And the turkey was just not good. The photo of the turkey looked so much better than what I actually got. And I, I actually kind of bummed out. We wanted to try more, but it was just so busy. The lines were so long. Yeah, like longer than I've seen the lines for any other festival. Granted, you know, less boost than some of the other ones. But still, I am not, I'm not waiting 60 people back in a line to have something from the Bavaria kitchen. <laughs> Even though it would have been awesome pork snitchel, I'm sure, but yeah. Could have been. Could have been. We'll never know until we come back again, but that's it for now. We will have more holiday food hopefully from here as the festival goes on, but we'll just have to wait and see. And we do go back, as I already spoiled it for you, and uh, yeah, we've got some interesting reviews coming up from the Festival of the Holidays, but before we get to those, I'm going to jump over to Disney's Hollywood Studios and present a review from Pizza Rizzo. I had the holiday cannoli from there, and I'm going to get into all the details on that, so uh, just get excited, but yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of me on this episode because uh, I was one of the only ones who was not uh, actually uh, taking any time off for the holiday season besides uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day itself. I mean, that I've been working every single day. And so, yeah, I've been eating a lot, too. I have definitely gained some holiday weight and the sweets have not helped, much like the holiday cannoli. So uh, enough of the rambling. But, yeah, let's let's hear about it. I am back at Disney's Hollywood Studios once again, also at Pizza Rizzo, but this time it's because I want to get in on the holiday spirit. There are so many specialty snacks around all of the parks at Walt Disney World, uh, but this one truly caught my eye because I love cannolis. And what am I having today? Well, it is the Butterscotch Caramel Cannoli. It is $4.99, and it is a holiday cannoli filled with caramel cheesecake, butterscotch chips, as well as chocolate flakes. And I am 
not necessarily a traditionalist when it comes to cannolis. I will try any of them. Like the pumpkin one that they have at Pizzarizzo during the fall season. I think that one is absolutely delicious. And I don't remember having this one ever before. Maybe this is brand new this year. Maybe it's not brand new and I just didn't have time to get it last year, but I think it sounds incredible. I love caramel cheesecake. I love butterscotch. So this checks off everything that I could possibly want. And yeah, it's just really subtle in terms of the holiday flair to it. You know, you have the little red and green sprinkles on the outside edges where it's held on by chocolate. And the chocolate chips, you can, or chocolate flakes and the butterscotch chips, you can see them inside adding a little extra color. It is very, very cute, and I think it's going to taste good. Usually the uh, the the outer, uh, I, I don't know what it's exactly called with a cannoli, but the shell, it's uh, usually decent here, so I think this is going to be a good treat. I feel like I have to say this, but holy cannoli. This thing is incredibly indulgent. I don't even think I was prepared for the level of sweetness that I was going to get from it. And the big sweetness in this is not the powdered sugar it's not even the chocolate flakes it's not the butterscotch chips it is that cheesecake filling uh this is like this is sweet heavy cheesecake i'm not even noticing a huge amount of caramel in it so it is just that it tastes like you're eating almost straight cream cheese which is not a problem that is something that i enjoy doing so <laughs> Yeah, no, no complaints for me, but yeah, it is like, it's basically like cream cheese mixed with some uh, sugar in there and just taking it all to the next level. Uh, the, the chocolate flakes, I, I'm not a huge chocolate fan, as I've said many times before, but I think they're actually, uh, they're toning down the flavor a little bit more in this dessert. It's, it's actually helping with the, the overall flavor. And the butterscotch chips, you know, I have one in the first bite that I took that it was nice while I had it, but it basically everything just got lost in that cheesecake filling. But that was just the first bite. I still have, you know, two thirds of this cannoli left. So I feel like I feel like I need to eat it all and then I'll check back in with you when I'm finished with my final thoughts. I'm finished with my holiday cannoli from Pizzarizzo. Once again, just to remind you what it was, it was a butterscotch caramel cannoli four dollars and 99 cents it was a holiday cannoli filled with caramel cheesecake and then butterscotch chips and chocolate flakes and honestly after that first bite you know i said i didn't really get a lot of the caramel in this dessert i just got mostly cheesecake and then a little bit of balance of chocolate uh this thing ended up being dominated by the caramel cheesecake uh, it really started coming through after that first bite and then the chocolate even made itself uh, more known in this dessert. So it really became this dance of flavors between caramel and chocolate. Not bad, but a little too much chocolate for my taste. But it definitely was interesting because of that. I thought the only thing that really was lacking with it was the butterscotch chips. They just, they didn't really make themselves known. And I know butterscotch it's not that far off in terms of flavor profiles from the caramel. If you're a big dessert person, I'm sure you're yelling at me right now saying, are you crazy? They are so different, but I'm just saying from my perspective, I feel like those two flavors definitely have uh, some similarities to them. So 
it, it kind of, I, I think it just got a little too lost in there. You know, maybe take out the chocolate, add more butterscotch chips, and it would be a little bit more distinguishable. But with this, it was just all about the chocolate and caramel, which is fine. I'm not also sure how this really fits in the holidays besides the red and green sprinkles on the outside, but I'm glad it's here. You know, I, I prefer... I prefer having something that feels a little bit special when I'm here during a time like the holidays. So even though it's not the same holiday flavors that I would typically expect, like I would not, I don't want to say expect, but it's not what I would necessarily think about with it. So I would, I would have loved like an, an eggnog cannoli. That would have been great, but I'm happy with this one. I'm happy I got it. I wouldn't get it again, but I'm glad that I tried it this one time. And hopefully that will be the last time that I have to eat anything from Pizzerezzo anytime soon because uh, I just, I, I think I receive more comments about the way I say Pizzerezzo than anything else. And I, you know, I, I, I really struggle with it. I really struggle with it because I'm like, okay, they're clearly like going on a take of uh, like a pizzeria. And so with that, yeah, it's pizzeria. And, you know, it's it's like I understand how that's spelled and then how that's pronounced. But with the having like the capitalization on the Rizzo right after the P-I-Z-Z-E, it makes me think that it's more of like a pizza, pizza Rizzo. And then I go into this probably somewhat offensive Italian accent with it. And I really screw myself up. So uh, if you're if you're planning on leaving me a, a review at any point in time or you follow me on social media at Teleclaster, uh, please let me know where you stand on the pronunciation because I'm willing to be swayed in terms of saying it the, the popular way just so I stop getting comments about it. And I think think people just want me to call it Pizza Rizzo. And something about that hurts. Just doesn't it doesn't feel like it should be said that way from how it's spelled. But uh, that's another moral debate that I can have my, with myself at another time. But we're going to jump back over to Epcot now for more Festival of the Holidays fun with Denny specifically because she is doing the cookie stroll and. It's uh, if you ever thought that it was possible to hear nearly 30 minutes about cookies and you wait, if you ever thought it was impossible to hear 30 minutes about cookies, then he proves us wrong. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say with it, because uh, she goes into more depth with this than one person could ever imagine someone could go into. And that comes from me, who is completely long winded and will regularly do 15 minute reviews on <laughs> one single dish. Okay, so I, I shouldn't be insulting Denny in this case. I'm not insulting her, but uh, for me, it's just it's where our interests lie in different places. I can go on forever and ever and ever about 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 quick service food, but if, with a cookie, I'd be like three, four minutes tops. Like it's a cookie, and I feel like she's the opposite in that way. But we're we're gonna get to hear about a lot of cookies, so let's go ahead, give it a listen. All right, so we're here and we're gonna have a little bit of fun. And first things first, you need a festival passport because we are gonna do this year's version of the holiday cookie stroll. And ever important to the holiday cookie stroll is the stamp page. You've gotta have the stamp page because you gotta get a stamp for every cookie that you eat. That's how you prove that you've completed the challenge and you get your prize. 
First things first, let me bring you up to speed if you don't know a thing about the cookie stroll. The cookie stroll started in 2018 and I have, if you've read any of my articles on the Diz on WDWinfo.com, you likely know that I have done the holiday cookie stroll time and time and time again. I've done it on my own, I've done it with my niece and my nephew, and I've also completed the cookie stroll with my favorite seven-year-old, Asher. He's now eight. Kids do get older, don't they? But regardless, it is an adventure and it's a lot of fun every single time. Basically, here's the gist. There are five cookies in the World Showcase. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, I am, is to purchase each cookie. The cookies are $2.50 each, so you're you're in for 10 bucks, all right? And once you've completed your cookie stroll page, you can take this over to Holiday Sweets and Treats, which is over there near Port of Entry. It's down at the World Showcase Plaza and you get your prize. How cool is that? So definitely, definitely, definitely grab a festival passport, open to the back of it. Actually, the second to last page this year describes exactly all of our rules and regulations. And then we've got our completer page here at the end. We've also got a description of each cookie and where to find those cookies. There are a couple of changes this year. We'll talk about them when we're on our adventure around the world showcase. So strap on your sneakers, because we're gonna do a mile and change around the World Showcase Lagoon, and we are gonna collect some cookies. All right, my very first cookie here for the 2021 Epcot International Festival, the holidays, holiday cookie stroll, is found from Holiday Hearth Desserts. That's the stand that's right over my shoulder here. It is, if you came to uh, either of the two recent um, flower and garden festivals, that's where Citrus Blossom was. So that's where you could get your orange bird zipper. That helps you to kind of orient yourself a little bit here. So um, our very first cookie is the gingerbread cookie. Here he is. Bless his heart, he always has such a cute little smile on his face. But bless his heart as well. He is not typically the most tasty of the cookies. While I love an eating challenge, I mean, like and with anything, there are some winners and there are some losers. And bless his heart, he's kind of been in the losing category. He gets style points, that's for sure. Let's see how he tastes this year. I like a really spicy gingerbread. Okay. And there's a little spice. I was gonna say, he doesn't have much spice. The poor thing who now has no legs. I have one of them in my hand. Um, as you can see, it's gingerbread that is on the thinner side. It's not a nice thick, like gingerbread shingle that you would find over at the Grand Floridian. This is more of a, a thinner cookie. That being said, it does have a bit of a snap to it. Um, it's slightly chewy because you want your gingerbread to be a little chewy, but it's also, it's so thin, it's also kind of crunchy in parts and kind of dry. The icing dollops, obviously, you know, are, are hard are, are as well. So they're there and, and give him style points, but not so much in the taste category. That being said, he is just awfully cute. I do, 
while it has a bit of a bite to it, it's nothing to write home about. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there are cookies that I can write home about <laughs> as I slobber. I hope that there are cookies that I can write about. I've had another bite. He's really not something to write about. I hate to tell you that, Mr. Gingerbread Cookie, because you are so daggone cute, but not something I'm gonna buy again. Like if I'm in the park and I just want one cookie, it's not gonna be him. I am hoping though that there are other cookies that will fit that, that bill. We'll see. We're off to the Yukon Holiday Kitchen in Canada. I'll see you over there. So I am here in the beautiful Canada Pavilion. It is, uh, I found a somewhat quiet spot, although I'm right by a speaker. So you'll be serenaded by beautiful holiday music throughout this review. So I have stopped by the Yukon Holiday Kitchen uh, to get the Snickers Doodle Cookie. And all we know about the Snickers Doodle Cookie is that it is made with bits of Snickers candy bar. Disney has a, a partnership, a new partnership with Mars. So you, you and I will see two occasions where Mars Company cookies, or not cookies, Mars Company candy is used in today's cookies, somewhat to my chagrin. But I have high hopes for the Snickers Doodle cookie. The Snickers Doodle um, replaces my least favorite cookie in the holiday cookie stroll the past several years. The um, peppermint pinwheel, I have written about my disdain for this cookie and for how half of it, each time I tried it, went in the trash can. And friends, I don't throw away cookies lightly. It takes quite a bit for me to jettison a sweet treat, uh, but that thing, bland, dry, and flavorless that it was, went in the trash can every year. May it rest in peace. So now we have the Snickers doodle cookie and I have high hopes. One thing just looking at it, it's got a vanilla icing that's kind of drizzled, a glaze that's drizzled over the top. But let me let me pick it up. So the Snickers doodle is not as necessarily puffy as I normally picture a Snickerdoodle cookie being. It's a little, it's slightly puffy, slightly, um, but it has like, it's the, the Snickers candy bar chunks and bits are held on with a dollop of chocolate icing, which I am all in favor of. So let me take, let me take a bite. It is drier than a normal Snickerdoodle uh, cookie would be. It's made in advance, so that, that kind of thing is gonna happen, it just is. Um, but I like the cinnamon, I've got the cinnamon coming out, so that's nice. And it's okay, I mean, for people who don't want like a chocolate-based cookie or something super fancy, it's kind of nice. I do like that it's kind of artistically drizzled. We're, I'm gonna chomp in, I'm gonna break off a piece here and chomp into the middle. Cause we gotta get some of, if it's a Snickers doodle, let's get some of the Snickers. Here goes. That's my, that's my, of the couple of bites that I've taken so far of this cookie, the one with the Snickers bar bits is definitely my favorite. You can see the, <clears throat> the cross 
section <laughs> as I get a dry spot in my throat. Bless your heart, Snickers Doodle. Um, but it's got some, it does have some good chocolate in it. That was definitely my favorite bite. I will continue eating this. This is not, this is the big news. This isn't going in the trash can. So, Yukon Holiday Kitchen, we thank thee. <laughs> you have a brighter future now as far as the holiday cookie stroll is concerned. So, again, that was the Snickers Doodle. I'm going to continue eating it. And I'm really going to savor the bites in the middle with the Snickers bar. See you at our next cookie. Okie dokie, I am here at Laheim Holiday Kitchen. You can find Laheim um, uh, between the France and the Morocco pavilions. And um, it's a booth that celebrates all things Jewish uh, holiday festival. So uh, you'll get to see the Hanukkah storyteller here. You'll get to also taste different foods um, that are uh, that celebrate Jewish heritage. So how cool is that? They've uh, given it a little bit of a new front. They've done some work, design work to the front of it this year. So I'm, I'm liking it a lot. We have landed at one of the cookies. In fact, we've landed at the cookie that I normally rank or have ranked in years past as number two on the list. This is the black and white cookie. I enjoy this cookie so much that I actually have tried to make this cookie for Saturday snacks before. Black and white cookies are hard to make. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but they're not the most easiest. You've got to wait for one half to really dry before dunking the next one, all that jazz. But I have, this is a very cake-like cookie, nice and thick. It's also not completely dry. So I'm just gonna enjoy it myself. But um, this is $2, again, every cookie, $2.50. And I'm gonna chomp into it now. Here we go. <laughs> As you can see, I took a very big bite. <laughs> and I'm so glad I did. This cookie, again, is absolutely delicious. It is plant-based. So if you are someone who adheres to a plant-based lifestyle, this is a treat for you. It's, um, it is, again, it's a cake-like cookie. It has wonderful notes of citrus in it, vanilla. It's just so good. This cookie is like magic. <laughs> it never fails. That's a good one. So if you, look, if you like more of a cake-like cookie, this is gonna be a good one. I'm gonna show you my, I'm gonna try not to get my chocolatey fingers on it, but this is my completion page thus far. I got three stamps. I need two regular cookies more, and then I can get my completer stamp. It's off to Bavaria Holiday Kitchen we go. All right, friends, so this is the cookie that I have come into trying with a bit of fear and trepidation. This is my favorite cookie. It has been my favorite annually. I adore it beyond measure. It's a chocolate crinkle cookie. Again, I've loved it so much that I have made Disney's official recipe for it. Um, for Saturday snacks. I did that last year. So I am hoping beyond all hope that it's good. Here's why I'm a little a little worried about it. A little fearful. They have changed it up because the partnership with Mars 
has um, has reared its head here with my chocolate crinkle cookie. And I'm hoping if they mess with it, they mess with it for the better rather than for its detriment. There is a Dove chocolate piece in the middle of the chocolate crinkle cookie. Uh, Dove chocolate was bought by the Mars Corporation in 1986. A quick Google search in the New York Times told me that. Um, so bless Dove chocolate's heart. I'm really hoping this is not a disappointing change for this cookie. Um, it is nice and thick, as you can tell. It's beautifully cracked on the top, which is what you want from a crinkle cookie. And you want a lot of powdered sugar going on. You will be a mess by the time you're done eating this cookie. And that's a really, really, really good thing. So I'm going to bite into it now. Here we go. Friends, it's still good. Look how thick that cookie is. It is chewy. It is moist. Sorry, Rhino. It is just that lovely devil, devil's food. Um, rich cocoa flavor that you want. Oh, I'm so happy to report it's okay. <laughs> so while it has a change and it's given a little bit of chocolate on top, it's okay. The hat hasn't changed the rest of the outfit. And that in my book is a really good thing because this cookie is just so good. You'll find it at American Holiday Table and you kind of get to stand by this beautiful Christmas tree here in the American Adventure Pavilion. Again, $2.50. Ah, it's so good. And you and I are off to our final cookie. I hope you have the stomach space left. I do. My last cookie of the challenge is here from the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen. This is the Linzer cookie. It is two lovely cookies sandwiched in between what is traditionally a raspberry filling um, covered in a whole lot of powdered sugar. <laughs> which is a, a lovely thing. This is an aromatic cookie. I just, as I picked it up, I smelled it. It smells like fall, like the holidays. It smells warm. Um, I'm sure it's got some great nutmeg in there. And you can see, you can see the spices used if you look really closely at the cookies themselves. Um, this, again, you'll find this in the Germany Pavilion, so it's kind of off to the side near the little pavilion where, um, where they've had different performances over the years. This is, this is it, friends. We've made it this far. <laughs> we can do it. After this cookie, we get to have our completer cookie. So let me chomp right into this, baby. I often hear from people that this is their favorite and I understand why it is it is warm without you know it's warm in flavor not temperature um, and it's just so good so you can see those cookies are they're somewhat crisp and yet also um, not <laughs> also somewhat soft that raspberry filling is just so good. If you enjoy raspberries, you are really going to enjoy it. It's so bright. It's, it's 
thick. I might have another bite. That is so good. <laughs> the table I am currently standing at is covered in powdered sugar. Covered. So, <laughs> this cookie is why. The Linzer cookies, the poor cast members who have to come through and clean up all this powdered sugar. But it's our, it's our, you know, to our benefit because while you might have a little powdered sugar on your shirt, when everything is said and done, you've also gotten to enjoy a really, really good cookie. This is one that's worth waiting for. The, the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen um, line is, is always long. It just is. And um, sometimes they have uh, a separate, for some of the festivals, they have a separate um, beer booth away from uh, all the food offerings, for festival food offerings. Everything's combined here at the Holiday Kitchen. I'm sure that helps uh, the line to grow a little longer than um, than a traditional line might be, but it's it's worth it. Uh, you know, a 12-minute wait. This cookie is worth it. It's so good. I'm gonna have a few more bites and shuffle on around the world showcase so we can get our completer cookie. Oh, let me show you the page, the stamp page. It's like I'm showing you an A+. Mom, look what I got! So we have all five of our cookies stamps filled in. A couple of them are a little on the faint side, but they're there, I promise. And uh, all we need is our completer stamp and we're done. High five, let's go. <laughs> Friends, can we all just agree that edible prizes are the best prizes? At least I think so. <laughs> Maybe this is why I don't do run Disney. You can't eat the medals. We have finished our holiday cookie stroll. I have been given my very last stamp. We've won, <laughs> hashtag winning. Look at us, look at what we've done. So I am sitting here just next to uh, the place where you will pick up your redemption cookie and something else, which is really, really cool. This is the Holiday Sweets and Treats booth it is here across from Port of Entry, which is one of the shops um, at, right here at World Showcase Plaza. So no stress. Here is our cookie, which we know nothing about except for the fact that it is a 50th anniversary ornament. Very, very cute. Typically, sometimes this is um, a Mickey, San a Santa, Mickey, that kind of thing. Um, and normally these cookies really don't have such a great flavor if I'm being really honest. But here is the piece de resistance. This is the chocolate peppermint sundae, chocolate ice cream, whipped cream, and crushed peppermint on top. And look, it says festival to holidays on one side and holiday cookie stroll on the other. And we get, we get to take it home with us. It's plastic, I think, yeah, plastic but it does not even matter because it is the cutest thing and I will be using this for years and years and years to come. So they don't tell you that you're getting this in the festival passport. It's just a holiday cookie stroll completer treat. So I love that they have plussed it up this year. It's not just the prepackaged cookie, it's that and a sundae. And it's chocolate and peppermint, so you know I'm happy already. I've not had dinner yet. I've just been eating cookies all afternoon. 
and I have extras. I have leftovers of those cookies for dessert tonight. This is dinner, right? This and a, a latte, an espresso, a latte. Something is happening here soon. I can tell you that much. This is really yummy, guys. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool treat when you've been hoofing it around the world showcase eating cookies. I mean, that's hard work, right? Love that they've done that this year. This really will. I wonder if it's dishwasher safe. I'm gonna find out. Because I avoid hand washing dishes like the plague. So um, this, how just how cute is it? There's the Linzer, the black and white, the gingerbread cookie is represented. There's the Snickers doodle. And there's the chocolate crinkle cookie. Um, also with that, you get an ornament. Um, a, a free form 25 days of Christmas um, promotional ornament and a list of their 25 days of Christmas um, schedule there in the back. So that's that's super cute. Synergy, cross promotion. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Let's try this cookie. I don't have high hopes for it. Oh, I can't get into it. <laughs> how sad will this be if this is how this whole thing ends there it is friends it was dicey there all right so here's our cookie the little ornament holder came off so it's printed on there you see you've got a little bit of a thin layer of is it good I don't know. <laughs> That's a big question. It's all right. It's all right. The Sunday's wonderful. So it's like a shortbread. Like a shortbread. It's got cinnamon in it. You can see the cinnamon. I believe it has some nutmeg going on in it. That's fondant on top. So not always the best things, but you could always dunk this into your Sunday, and then that'll make it better than it originally is. So let's just do that. It's better. That is definitely better. So let me, um, let's review these cookies while I enjoy my chocolate peppermint sundae. That really is a standout. And thank you so much to the, the team that constructed the holiday cookie stroll for throwing in the super cute cup and sundae. That's just, that's a cool thing. That is a nice touch for sure. And that is the standout trait. So it's, I know it's just chocolate soft serve ice cream, but when it's in an amazingly cute cup like that, that's fantastic. When I look at when I look back at the cookies, really and honestly, it isn't. I wasn't. Um, I'm not changing my order that I've I've had in years past so much. That chocolate crinkle cookie, even with the addition of the the Dove chocolate on top, really good. It has a nice deep, rich cocoa flavor. Um, there's a lot of powdered sugar going on in these cookies. I'm just now uh, connecting the dots on that, but 
That chocolate crinkle cookie is fantastic. But let me tell you, the black and white cookie, while I've ranked it a second in my mind and in years past, I could easily sub that in for number one. It is just that good. It is plant-based. So if you have anyone who is vegan in your party, they can enjoy this cookie. Yes, it's a bit messy, but that's okay. We, you know, messy is all right if it means that I'm getting to eat a really amazing cookie. And really at, at Laheim, that is, that cookie is just so good. Linzer cookie, I ate another bite after, um, after signing off, it's just that raspberry filling is so good. Cookies were really nice. Um, and I didn't get a ton of powdered sugar on me. Miracle of all miracles. The Snickers Doodle. I, I would like to give a gold star sticker to the team at Disney for the team here at Epcot for coming up with a new cookie. That peppermint pinwheel, pinwheel needed to go and it went and I'm so thankful for that um like I said when I reviewed it those the bites with the Snickers chunks on top and that bit of icing the ganache that was used to apply the Snickers to the top of the center of the cookie those were the best bites for sure um and of course bless his sweet carb gingerbread man looks really cute but he does not taste cute he just doesn't I don't know what the solution is for him um, but maybe he is he is one that appeals to the kids so maybe if he's I'm, I, I mean that's the way with all of these things right this is a snapshot of one person's experience somebody out there loves that gingerbread uh, man cookie and so that I'm sure is why he is still being offered here at Epcot again the holiday cookie stroll it is 10 bucks 10 bucks per person you know 10 bucks in total for all these cookies uh, if you decide to do the whole thing and it's in my mind ten dollars really well spent because it's a lot of fun trying different things and getting to go around the entire world showcase um, something to keep in mind if one of these five cookies is not your favorite you don't have to eat it you do you this is your holiday cookie stroll if you want five chocolate crinkle cookies friend get five just make sure you get all your stamps essentially just when it comes time for your redemption cookie they just want to see that you've got all five spots stamped that's all it doesn't have to be one of every cookie so keep that in mind if you're coming with a friend or you yourself who doesn't like all the cookies no stress this is your vacation and you get to eat cookies the way you want to Denny coming in with that sage advice right at the end. Make the holiday cookie stroll whatever you want to be. Good advice for next year when they inevitably bring back the holiday cookie stroll. It's advice that I even passed on to my own mother uh, who wanted to do the cookie stroll. But then like a, one kiosk, she doubled up on stamps. And then it was like, OK, well, I only need to get a couple more to fill it out. And then I got two more stamps at this place. I only need one more. Do I go between the chocolate 
crinkle cookie. I don't remember exactly what it's called anymore. I didn't re-listen to the whole review. I was the one who edited it way, way back uh, weeks and weeks ago. Uh, but she was like, between that or the black and white cookie, and I, I was able to sway her away from the black and white cookie. I mean, you always go to the black and white cookie. However, I feel like it's it's way more common to get a black and white cookie, and you can get it at uh, a lot of delis and such. So I, I, I swayed her away from that, and ultimately she was able to uh, make the the holiday cookie stroll that she wanted out of all of it. So it's good advice to keep for next year when it rolls back around. But uh, with that review, we are way past three reviews in and we are way past the hour mark. And that means we are going to hear from Rhino for the very first time in all of this. Not not getting something specifically for Festival of the Holidays, I, I believe. It actually might be. I might be completely wrong. So I think I am wrong on that now. I think it's for Festival of the Holidays, but it's not found at necessarily a kiosk. I think it might just be found at the quick service in in China. But it, it doesn't matter. He's going to explain it all for us. But it's house-made cheese wontons. So let's go ahead. Give it a listen. I'm going to try something from the Festival of the Holidays that is being offered over here at the Lotus Blossom Cafe, and that is um, some crab wontons. Uh, they are listed in the book. Um, they are very nondescript. And, um, yeah, so I'm just going to go over here. I actually don't think I've ever eaten back here. Um, so this is going to be a first for me. I've been to Nine Dragons, like, years ago, but I don't think I've ever done the quick service, so I'm excited. I love... I love crab, uh, crab rangoons, but, uh, so I'm hoping these are kind of similar and, um, hold up. So before I dive in and start this video review that, um, because it's just, um, crab wontons, I don't think it's going to last very long. Real quick, I just want to read the description from the actual festival guide booklet here, and it is Lotus Blossom Cafe in China. The food is house-made cheesy crab wontons. Looks like this. Three. One, two, three. And sauce. We've got our house-made cheesy crab wontons here. It was a total of $7.25. There are three of them, like I said. Um, it smells good, it smells good. Sauce is all on top, not on the side. The picture was misleading because I do love a good, um, a, like a chili sauce. I'm gonna just go ahead and, uh, these are either gonna be good or bad. I feel like there's no in between with these, these sort of things, so. Oh, they are hot. Okay, upon first bite, it is very crispy. It's nice and warm on the inside. That 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 like sweet sweet heat is in here that I love so much. This is literally my favorite sauce to put on stuff at home. Um, ow. I don't know if you heard that loud crack, but I might have TMJ because I feel like my jaw just dislocated. Mmm. I don't know why. I'm choosing to eat these so bizarrely. Oh, and just shake it out everywhere. Good God, what is wrong with me? I'm gonna get a little more of the sauce in here. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. So far, pleasantly surprised. Let me just finish these up though. I feel like I need to actually pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, and then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts outside since this will clearly be a 30 minute video. 
So that's it. I'm done. There's not a lot to say about them except for um, I was, like, incredibly pleasantly surprised. Um, I thought this was going to be a horrible decision. Um, spoiler alert, I am here with my friend Ken, and this was his idea. Like he, I said, what do you think looks good? And he said he wanted to try these. And so, you know what? I'm, I'm happy that we stopped over here. 725 is, is not too bad. Um, I think... Uh, you're just going to want to eat them yourself. I split them with him, and i he's not here and can't hear me right now, but I selfishly wanted them all after I tried the first one. If they hadn't been good, I, I wouldn't have wanted them all, but when they were delicious, they were crispy, crunchy, they were packed, they you know they were full, because sometimes you get um, you get a wonton, and it's like, it's literally just the crust, and, and nobody wants that. We want that feeling, so... Um, that was flavorful too, uh, so I really, I really have no complaints. Hot, crispy, flavorful, you know, fresh enough. I was worried because the guy literally like handed them to me, and I'm like, oh, here we go. But um, I'd recommend, I'd recommend giving it a, giving it a try. I think it's literally just a snack, though. This is not, don't make a meal out of it. So this, just that's my advice. This is just you're going around the world showcase, you're grazing at the different places. So give them a try. A stellar review from our very own Rhino, and yeah, yeah, not not let down by it at all. Didn't have a chance to give those a try, and I never will now, but we are going to go ahead and move on from that Rhino review and move back over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, there's gosh we just we basically only ate in two places for the longest time there but we're gonna move back over to disney's hollywood studios and fiasco is here with us today and he is having a meal at backlot express asking himself the question is it as bad as i remember so let's give it a listen and see if he answers his own question all right so we're at backlot express today and how I kind of view this location is one of Hollywood Studios' basic quick service locations. And what I mean by that is I, I, I kind of label it into the same category of things like Cosmic Rays, uh, Electric Umbrella when it existed, the place that you would go to get your theme park food, chicken nuggets, french fries, burgers, you know, the basic stuff. Um, and I've never really enjoyed those items at Disney. Um, especially with all the really unique dining options that we know Disney has come out with. Like at Hollywood Studios, we have Docking Bay 7, we have Ronto Roasters, we have Woody's Lunchbox, we have ABC Commissary even. Uh, and then, you know, at, I mean, Magic Kingdom is honestly lacking in that department, but, you know, we have, of course, the Julie Canteen. We have lots of really cool, creative, quick service dining options, is my point. And because of that, I really avoid the chicken nuggets and burger places. Um... But I figured, you know, let's head back because, uh, you know, a lot of people like theme park food and it is just like the most easily accessible for most families with picky eaters, with kids. A, a lot of times burgers, pizza, hot dogs, french fries, chicken nuggets, those are the safe bets. And I wanted to give it another shot. So that's what we're doing here today. Um, I opted to go with a basic option and got the chicken strips and fries. Uh, I know Craig and Rhino have both reviewed this place in the past year, and they already checked out the vegan option. Rhino checked out the vegan option, which was the uh, the hummus, and Craig checked the uh, checked out the Cuban sandwich, which I know they both said were pretty good. So those are the two items on this menu that would fall out of that basic theme park food category, and other members of the team have said those were quite good, and I'll find those videos and put them in the description below 
for you as well, so you can get a wider variety of the options here at Backlot, Backlot Express, because both of those items are still here right now. But like I mentioned, I got the chicken strips for $9.99. Comes with french fries. You can substitute the french fries for carrot sticks if you're feeling a little healthier. Uh, they have a little sauce bar. Um, you can get ketchup, mustard, barbecue. My sauce of choice was the barbecue. Um, not in, Their barbecue, I think, is Heinz. Uh, it's just, it's like a sweet barbecue. Nothing really spicy about it at all. And what did I feel about these chicken strips? Um, I'm going to avoid being dramatic because they weren't awful, but they're also not very good. I, I don't see myself finishing these. I also, with the quick service french fries that we got here, I've never liked Disney quick service french fries and I don't think I ever will. Um, they're just like, they're kind of just flavorless and you're just kind of tasting whatever you're dipping it in. With, with a fry, I like a nice crispy kind of oily um, texture and a crunch or like uh, maybe some sort of like saltiness to it. I don't know, you can just put salt on it, but I like when it's cooked up in the salt as well as maybe some sort of like other flavor, like Cajun seasoning or something. I used to just bland little quick service fries, never never really done it for me. And I, I fully expected that going into this, but I thought maybe, maybe I was overselling how bad the Disney chicken nuggets and Disney chicken strips are. Um, like, like I said, they're not the worst chicken strips in the world, but if I bought these at the grocery store and made them at home, I probably wouldn't buy that brand ever again and I'd try something else. Uh, but, but I would probably finish my lunch that day or something, you know. Um, I went into this fairly hungry, too. Like, it's not like I... I have been eating today, but this is the first non-sweets item I ate today. You're, you're watching this uh, on a different day, but this is the same day that I filmed the Christmas Pop-Tart from um, Woody's Lunchbox. And that's the only thing I've eaten all day. It's about, I think, like 2.30 now. Um, the only thing I ate today was that Pop-Tart. So this is like my first real meal of the day. I'm hungry. And I still don't think I'm going to finish these chicken strips. Are they edible? Yes. If I was a child, like 10, 11, 12 years old or younger, and I was served these, would I probably devour the whole thing and think they were delicious on a hot theme park day? Probably yes, too. But I've gotten... I've gotten to be a little bit of a chicken tender con connoisseur over the years. I've gotten a little bit more picky with my chicken tenders, and these just aren't great. Um, so to answer the question, is Backlot Express really as bad as I thought it was? Well, in my opinion, still the theme park food options, um, being just like the, the burgers, chicken nuggets, and fries, um, still not very good to me. However... It does appear that Backlot Express has two unique menu items in the, um, the, the club sandwich and the hummus plate that other members of the team thought were quite all right. Well, he's not wrong. I did think that the Cuban sandwich from there was all right. It's actually really decent, if I remember correctly from it. I need to go back and watch my review that I did right around this time last year, but I remember enjoying it, and Rhino always enjoys a good hummus. I think maybe there was like something watery with his, though, but 
Yeah, I, I, I've pushed those reviews out of the back of my mind to make room for new reviews in my head. And speaking of new reviews, we are going to move on to our next review. And this one comes courtesy of Rhino once again, back over at Believe It or Not Epcot to try another Festival of the Holidays food item. And this one, I believe, is a pumpkin gingerbread cheesecake of sorts from from the uh, American Adventure Pavilion. But I'm not a thousand percent sure about that. Again, I have not listened to his reviews yet. I probably should before I start describing them, but I like to listen with everyone else. So let's go ahead. Give it a listen. I am actually in the uh, America Pavilion, and I'm looking for something a little sweet today, and I'm continuing my adventures through the Festival of the Holidays, and I saw that here at the uh, American Table booth, there is a pumpkin gingerbread cheesecake. Now, I love pumpkin, I love gingerbread, so I am 100% on board with this. So I figured I'd come over and just do a quick snack review. It is getting darker so much earlier lately, and candlelight is going on right now, so I'm gonna just go order the cheesecake and then skedaddle somewhere where it's a little better lighting and stuff like that, so I don't look like the Phantom of the Opera. Ooh. I don't know why I did it. Ooh, like it's a ghost. It's a holiday cheesecake. Epcot is the worst park to find good lighting at. It is just the so dimly lit that I will never understand. Like, I get it that I need it for reasons that other people don't, but I can't see what I'm doing. I haven't even been drinking. What would happen if I was drinking? I'd be stumbling over myself, but that's not why we're here. We're here for the cheesecake. I am all the way in Japan now uh, to try this from the American Holiday Table. It is the pumpkin gingerbread cheesecake again with cranberry whipped cream and candied pumpkin seeds. Okay, I didn't even see the cranberry whipped cream. I'm very excited for this. I'm gonna give a little dollop. Could be more cranberry. Could be more cranberry. So I'm gonna just go in here and try this. Oh, it's... It's a dense cheesecake. I'm on board. Yeah, it's delicious. It's got really strong pumpkin flavor, which I, I'm, I love pumpkin. I'll have it any time of the year. But, and I was worried it was gonna, like the gingerbread was gonna get a little lost in there. But it's not, the gingerbread, like, the base is gingerbread, but it's like a really soft, like, gingerbread cake on the bottom. Um, and I am not going to lie to you, this thing is delicious. I believe it was, it was $4.50, too. I actually think that's a pretty good deal for the, the size of this. But um, let me try it all with the whip, the pepita, the, or pumpkin seed, if you will. So trying it all together, I actually do think the, the whipped cream does add something to this, even though I I love cranberry, and I think cranberry should always be stronger than it is. Um, I mean, not stronger than it is, because then it's too tart, but uh, this could be maybe a little more cranberry, but it really does add this nice balance between the pumpkin and the gingerbread. Like, it gives it this, like, just a wee bit of that, like, I don't know, like, it's, I don't want to say tart, but it does give it like a little something extra um, to break up like kind of that, because they're both very cakey, like dense, dense um, textures. And the candied pumpkin seeds on top are real nice. I think they're just regular pumpkin seeds. They're not overly candied. This is a winner. 
I am truly happy that Rhino found a winner in that cheesecake. But we have to move on to our next Disney Dining Review once again from Epcot. Yeah, who would have thought from Epcot? And this is another one of the Festival of the Holidays reviews. Uh, this is a, a full holiday kitchen review. Like I'll say that with an asterisk. Uh, it is the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen that has uh, two food items and then one of the holiday stroll cookies that Denny already reviewed. So with this upcoming review from myself, uh, we have now covered that entire booth. And we had one hit. And one loser here, but you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to give it a listen and see which one is which. We are still in the middle of the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, and while I got a decent amount of food the first time that I came to experience the event, I didn't get everything that I wanted. And one booth in particular had a terribly long line, and that one was the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen just outside of Germany. I'm not sure if it was because of the one of the cookies is there. I believe that's the home of the Linzer cookie from the cookie stroll. I, I think that might have been causing some issues with the line, but uh, regardless, it's just so long that I'm like, I will come back and get it on another day and I'm very hungry today. So rather than just trying an item from the booth, I decided and opted for just getting both of the actual food items from the booth. And that includes the pork schnitzel and the cheese fondue bread bowl. And Denny already got the cookie during the cookie stroll, so I don't need to go down that road again. And the beers are going to be for after this part of the review. So I believe that with this, I am going to, I, oh, I don't know. I have to decide which one I want to start with. They both look very good. Uh, I've had the cheese fondue bread bowl before, and I believe that's when it was at the Alps, a uh, little holiday kitchen that they had, but now, you know, Bavaria holiday kitchen. And I feel like I've had the pork schnitzel as well before, but I actually don't remember uh, how long it's been or if I actually ever got it before. So I have to make a tough decision. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Of course, I have to start with the cheese fondue in a bread bowl. I mean, it is like an appetizer compared to the pork schnitzel. It does cost more though. Uh, the, the cheese fondue in a bread bowl is $8.25 and it is basically a cheese fondue served in a bread bowl with steamed baby vegetables. There's a steamed baby carrot and what looks like a little zucchini style cucumber type thing. And then of course also roasted potatoes and some of the bread itself because there's way more cheese than there is just dipping vegetables with it. And that's always been one of my issues with it. Uh, but I, I usually like the, the blend of cheese in there. It's kind of like a mixture of Swiss, Gruyere, you know, all those, all those very Alpine cheeses that you either seem to love or hate. And in my situation, I love them. Uh, unfortunately for me, I could not get any silverware. It was all gone. So I'm going to have to kind of eat this a little bit messily. And then also with a knife, and I have a spoon for my uh, for my schnitzel as well too. So this is gonna be a disaster of a review, but let me go in first on this, just with the bread itself. Yes, the cheese is just very Swiss heavy. It is pungent, it is stinky. Not like to the level of blue cheese, obviously, but 
Uh, still probably more extreme for people who are used to American cheese, cheddar cheese. I absolutely love it. The bread that they serve it with, it is just slightly soft on the inside, not too much, but very crispy on the outside. So it soaks up the all of the cheese without just getting too soggy. Mm, just, just eating this bread bowl with the bread itself is so freaking delicious. First vegetable that I'm dipping in this, of course, is one of the little roasted potatoes. You know, I felt like, hey, I've had a couple pieces of bread by now. I'm not getting enough starch in my life. Let's go with the potatoes too. And I don't think I'm gonna be disappointed. Of course the potatoes were going to be amazing. I really enjoyed that. And the potato by itself without the cheese even was very well seasoned. So it almost like, it doesn't even need the cheese with it. I would just eat a bowl of those potatoes if I wanted to feel terrible about myself especially on a hot day at Epcot. But uh, now we'll go for the lighter side of things with the, the carrot and cheese, because what's a good way to make carrots healthier? Cheese. While the carrot was steamed, it wasn't like steamed so much to the point that I was able to bite right through it. It still had a little bit of a chew to it, which isn't bad. And you know, it goes with the, it goes with the cheese itself, but I don't know. Today, I'm not really feeling the steamed vegetables in it. I'm just kind of feeling the bread in the potatoes and not even so much the potatoes as much as just the bread itself and i'm actually like a little bit shocked at myself because i believe my past complaints with this has been that they don't give you enough vegetables you know there there is enough bread for all the cheese and such and you know at the end of the day nothing's going to waste but i don't know it's usually i want more vegetables to dip rather than the bread and the the stuff that weighs you down a little bit more but today i'm just i'm feeling it i'm feeling that bread I'm really enjoying this, so I'm gonna keep uh, eating away at this and then we'll move on to the, the schnitzel. Let's get going on this pork schnitzel. I am ready for it. As I said, this is the cheaper of the two options at Bavaria Holiday Kitchen. This is only $6.25 versus the cheese fondue in a bread bowl that was $8.25. And with this dish, it is pork schnitzel served with a mushroom gravy, as well as spätzle and braised red cabbage. And pork schnitzel should be a pork cutlet that is pounded very thin, hand-breaded, and then fried. And that's exactly what this looks like. But as I was cutting through it off camera, so I had my first bite ready with my spoon and my, my cheap knife, uh, I, I noticed it was very tough. So that does not give me high hopes for the quality of this. Here goes the first bite. This one is a little bit of a mixed bag for me. Uh, the bad news is the pork is very overcooked. It is super, super chewy. It is like beyond well done. I do not care for it being done this much. The interesting part though is they managed to overcook it without actually like burning it in terms of like, you know, over frying it. So the actual breading portion on it it's, it's still like golden brown. Like it's starting to get a little bit dark in places, but for the most part, it I would look at it from the outside and say, yeah, no, that's gonna be perfectly done. But uh, it definitely, it definitely is not in this situation. And that's a shame. Uh, I, I've eaten a lot of pork schnitzel in my day. I got it a lot when I was in Germany and Austria. I get it very often at my favorite, uh, my favorite German restaurant that is in Sanford. And this just does not match up. It is disappointing, but I'm gonna take one more bite. Maybe this next one will be a little bit better. Probably not. 
it wasn't better. So I'm still gonna eat it all. I might dip some of it in the fondue, but I am not, I'm not pleased with it. So I'm gonna move on to a bite of the spätzle and the braised red cabbage. Braised red cabbage, you cannot screw up. So I expect that to be good. The, the spätzle, uh, you know, I don't know. This doesn't look like the, the best that I've ever had, but it also doesn't look like the worst. So we'll see how it is. I'm actually really surprised with the spätzle. It is seasoned very nicely and uh, almost has like curry flavor to it. So I'm very happy about that. And then the the braised red cabbage, like I said, cannot screw it up. So uh, at least the side portions with this are good. But I, I, I've still got a lot to eat in front of me here. So I'm going to keep digging my way through and I'll give you a wrap up when I'm all done. I'm all finished with my food from Bavaria Holiday Kitchen, and I just have a little bit of thoughts to share about it. Before I get to that though, I wanna give a shout out to Linda from Connecticut. And uh, normally I don't do that in the middle of videos, but Linda also had the pork schnitzel and agreed that it was also very dry. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. And that's the best place to start is with the schnitzel. You know, I felt the price was fair and I thought the, the schnitzel flavor-wise tasted good, spätzle good, mushroom gravy good, uh, braised red cabbage great. It all worked together so well, but the pork was just, it was too dry. And I think it sat under the heat lamps just for way too much time. And that's what that's what ended up happening, which is a, it's a disappointment overall. Uh, if it would have been fresh, I think this would have been fantastic and fully worth the price but it wasn't. So I would say, you know, maybe maybe look to see how much schnitzel is in the window under the heat lamp. If there's like 20 plates, get something else. Go for a different savory item somewhere else around World Showcase because they're gonna give you old schnitzel and it's not great when it's old. Uh, and as for the fondue bread bowl, you know, I, I still think that it was probably worth it at the 825 price point for it. But as I started to really scoop out a lot of the cheese, that's when I noticed there actually was not very much cheese in there. Uh, it was a very shallow cut into the bread bowl. And yeah, that meant not a lot of cheese going in there. Enough for the vegetables, you know, enough for the potatoes and, and that carrot and the baby zucchini. And then also those bread pieces. Uh, I ran out of cheese at that point. And then uh, there was just kind of the residual cheese in there that then I, I ripped apart the bread bowl itself and kind of ate the pieces like that, but I still had a lot of just, you know, regular bread when it was all said and done. So I, I would have liked for just a little bit more cheese with it, but that's a very minor complaint. In terms of flavor, uh, it's still really tasty and it always hits the spot. It's always consistent. So I definitely recommend the fondue bread bowl, but with the schnitzel again, you know, just kind of check it out. And I hope you like it if you do get it. I had a lot of people tell me that after seeing my bread bowl, that the last time that they had it, there was definitely a lot more depth to it and a lot more cheese. So maybe I just got a bad batch, but still tasty nonetheless. But I never went back to get more of that pork schnitzel. I cooked some at my house and it was delicious. And that was the way to go for me. But, oh man, we spent too much time now at Epcot. So we have to go back to... Oh, wait, you guessed it. We're going back to Hollywood Studios. 
And this time around, Fiasco is grabbing another holiday treat, not from Festival of the Holidays, because obviously that's not happening at Disney's Hollywood Studios, but instead the uh, the festive Woody's lunchbox uh, tart that they made for the holiday season. I don't I don't remember if it has any like holiday flavors or if it's just in the decoration itself, but we're just going to have to give it a listen and see what he thinks about it. So the holiday lunch box tart, I'm gonna go over that. That was $4.29, but I'm also going to go over my absolute failure of a mobile order experience uh, using Disney Genie's mobile order. Um, I've had a number of issues with Disney Genie since its inception, uh, and this just being one of them, but I placed a mobile order for Woody's lunchbox at 11.45, and that's what it was set as, but as soon as I paid, and I wasn't like taking a long time, I was literally just ordering the one item as soon as I paid, the wait, the time changed from 11.45 all the way to 1.45, so like a two-hour difference. Uh, me just here, like doing my job as one person, that's not that big of a deal, but I can assume a whole big family uh, who's here trying to plan out their day, that can be quite annoying. However, uh, that happened and I just walked right up to, to the cast member in front and was like, hey, this is what happened. She immediately was like, oh yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, let me fix it. And she just fixed it and set me right to the mobile order line. Uh, so that was great. Um, so just keep that in mind uh, that that is apparently something that does happen, that you book a certain mobile order time, you pay, but then as soon as that payment goes through, like maybe a bunch of people try to do it at the same time as you, and you'll just get pushed um, to an hour, or maybe in my case, two hours ahead. But they, they fixed it right away. So the lunchbox tart, is a holiday exclusive item here at Hollywood Studios Woody's Lunchbox. Like I mentioned, the price is $4.29. And basically, um, the outside crust, it's like a Pop-Tart, and the outside crust is like a sugar cookie. The inside has a thin layer of apple filling, and then you got the frosting and the sugar snowflake on top. Um, this was actually pretty decent, but was served just room temperature would definitely be a lot better if it was warm like it would be so good if it was warm but i digress not that big of a deal the the frosting on it i could really take or leave it um that wasn't too great but i really liked the sugar cookie uh pastry with the apple filling inside i love apple pie apple pie is my favorite type of pie having that at thanksgiving at christmas with some vanilla ice cream you have the warm pie and the cold vanilla ice cream that complements each other really well um, i love that type of stuff um, and this did remind me a lot of that, but again, could definitely stand to be warm. I would think it would be awesome and a really like a, a cool holiday thing if they did something along the lines of you could order just the regular tart as is, like the like the pop tart type deal. But you could maybe if you could maybe pay like an extra few bucks to get a warmed up version of it with vanilla ice cream, that would be killer. Or like a warmed up version with some sort of festive Dole Whip or something. That would be awesome. It sounds like Fiasco is having a bad streak of treats and meals at Disney's Hollywood Studios, so I'm going to recommend that he just stay away from there for a little bit. And... Oh, we're finally going to do something different this time around. Instead of going to Epcot or Disney's Hollywood Studios, we're actually going to head to Disney Springs and Rhino is going to have another holiday treat review for us. I 
I, I can't believe it. At this point, I'm just flat out stunned by it. But let's see what he has to uh, say about this holiday parfait. Boom. Nailed it. I'm here specifically for right back there behind me is Amaret's Patisserie. Um, there are some holiday treats and I was just scrolling through the uh, foodie guide from Disney Parks blog and I see that there's like a bourbon white chocolate cranberry mousse and I was like, okay, you're putting together love cranberry, love bourbon, love white chocolate. I was like, I gotta go over and try this. So I figured I could do a quick snack. Um, I'm gonna go dive in. It's pretty crowded here today. Um, so I'm hoping they still have this. I'm sure they just kind of keep making it throughout the day. I'm here a little bit earlier in the day too. So I was busier than I had expected. So, um, but with that said, let's just go dive in and, uh, and get this dessert. The dessert has been acquired. Look at how pretty it is when you get it to go with like the, the tissue paper and everything like that. I feel like, um, it was that scene in Love Actually when Alan Rickman is waiting for Rowan Atkinson to give him the jewelry he's buying. He's like, what are you going to do? Cover it in yogurt. But, I mean, this has mousse in it, so it's kind of the same. So I'm going to try and find, like, a quiet area or table to do this. So that's why I'm walking away. Um, I don't know if such a thing exists here at Disney Springs, but we're going to find it together. So I finally found a quiet-ish area. It's uh, outside of the food trucks on the, is the west side. It's probably like where AMC Theaters is and Splitville and everything like that. But they have tables over here and because the food trucks aren't open, there's not as many people over here, but there's a, it's it's difficult to find a little, a little pocket of space for yourself here. It's about 12.45 right now I was recording this, but I wanted to show you all this thing. So I got, I'm, I don't remember exactly what it's called yet. So I will redo that description after I do a little unboxing. Like, seriously, they are like, I mean business here. I got tissue paper, got a cute little box. I felt it just fall over in that box. Although it was given to me like this, so I'm assuming it went in sideways. <laughs> just shove my finger in it, great. Ooh, all for this teeny tiny, teeny tiny, cute little looking thing. So let me give you a better, better shot of this. So this is the Holiday Parfait, which is bourbon white chocolate mousse with cranberry cherry panna cotta, maple chocolate ganache, and chocolate chiffon cake. So it's available at Emirates Patisserie from November 5th through December 30th. And the price after tax came out to $8.52. So um, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of on par with like Epcot prices. So I am gonna use a little spoon here, but I'm excited. I like white chocolate, I like bourbon, and I like cranberry. I like all these things. Ooh, it's like a little, um, what are those called? Meringue, a little meringue here. So I'm just gonna do a full spoon, digging all the way down, down to the bottom here. Mm. If you don't like cranberry, this will not be for you, but the cranberry in here is very strong, very tart, um, very good though. There's like these little crispy, like, like little crispy balls in here that are giving it like a really, really nice texture. And when they say chiffon cake, I can't even, looking into this, it's like, the thinnest of thin layers of cake. Like, I don't know if you can see on the side of the spoon here, but it's like, 
white chocolate mousse. Now, I know the sign outside said there was, um, that this was made using alcohol, but it's gotta be the tiniest amount um, possible because I, I literally can't taste, cannot even get a hint of the bourbon in here. It is 1,000 degrees outside today in December. I do not like the heat. I know that a lot of people are freezing out there, there's blizzards and stuff, but I just don't love the heat. It has edible glitter in it or gold or something like that too, so it's got like a little bit of a shimmer. Probably can't see it, but I'm gonna go in and have the, uh, the uh, meringue and everything together. Dissolved. I think it was just a little sugar tree. It dissolved a lot quicker than I thought it would. Let me double check something real quick here. Sorry, it's, I sent myself the picture on my watch. I don't get any of the maple. Um, that's definitely lost. And the chiffon cake, I know they said it's chocolate, but I mean, it's like the lightest chocolate cake I've ever seen. It looks more like gingerbread. I mean, I guess it's chocolate cake. I mean, it's good cake. It just kind of, I feel like it gets lost a little bit. I wish there was just like, the layer was just a little bit thicker. I think overall that the cranberry cherry, like the panna cotta is kind of taking over the rest of it. Um, I mean, the white chocolate definitely comes through, but uh, it's just, it's not bourbon flavored. So I don't know that it delivers on all the flavors that it's promising, but. I'm not unhappy I have it. I do feel like it's a little pricey for this size of a dessert. But I feel like everything in that, in Amaret's patisserie can be a little bit pricey. So let me let me finish this and sweat to death here and then I will uh, give you my final thoughts on it. Characters in flight, balloon is off, but I'm done. Um, I mean, it's tiny, didn't take a long time to eat. Um, I thought overall, I enjoyed it. I was very happy. Um, I wish the bourbon flavor was a little stronger, maybe. I think it would have one-upped that white chocolate even even more. Um, I think I liked the textures of it. I think just a little bit more cake would have really like made this solid. And I think maybe making it just a little bit bigger. Um, but on this hot, hot December day, I'm like sweating, sweating. Like I actually, I found it very refreshing because it felt light and tart and it was cold, which was really, really nice. So would I get it again? I don't know, $8, that's kind of like pricey. And there were some other holiday treats in there. And there's also like a 50th anniversary, um, one of their like mini cakes that has like lemon, blueberry. And I'm like, I kind of, I'm always a sucker for lemon, blueberry. So there's like other things I might try again. Do I think it's worth getting? Yeah, if you're here and you're going into Amaretz, sure, I would recommend giving it a try if it even sounded remotely interesting to you. I think that you wouldn't be disappointed. So um, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say about it. It was just a dessert. That might be one of my new favorite rhino endings of all time. It was just a dessert. So well stated. But with that, uh, we have, we've been missing Epcot now in those last, uh, whatever, six, seven minutes it was there. We've got to, we've got to get back over to Epcot for sure. And with that too, uh, we also have to roll over the two hour mark with this. Congratulations, y'all. We did it. Going over two hours. I think this is actually going to be over three hours now. 
Oh, boy. Oh, golly. But uh, this time around, it's a review from myself. I was sick and tired of hearing about this gingerbread cookie sandwich that was at the Carmel Kitchen in Germany. So I had to go get one myself. And oh, I was not disappointed. So let's go ahead. Give it a listen. Now, if you are hearing the music behind me and seeing the scenes, you might say, oh, you're in Italy. And that is correct. But my snack is not from Italy. It is from Germany, specifically the Carmel Kitchen, the Carmel Küche. And what did I get? Well, I got what's kind of a seasonal treat. One that wasn't on my radar before, but has come up in conversation like three, four times in the past two, three weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, if so many people are talking about this thing, I might need to get over there and try it. And I know it's, it's based on how people are saying. It's been around for years. It's just something that I've never tried during during this point in time. I always have my favorites that I get from the Carmel Kitchen, and I don't really sway from them. So enough of the rambling about that. What did I actually get? It is the gingerbread salted caramel buttercream cookie sandwich. It is $5.99, and it is two delicately sloughed gingerbread cookies that are sandwiching, obviously, you guessed it, a salted caramel buttercream. And it is a big dessert for the price, just like everything at the Caramel Kitchen. And uh, I was just shocked by how soft the actual, the actual gingerbread is with this. Like, I figured for sure to make a cookie sandwich out of it that we were going to be expecting a, uh, a nice hard piece of gingerbread. Not necessarily my favorite. I like a chewy gingerbread better. And uh, I so I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. But I am also afraid of like starting to get a little warm. And I'm like, okay, is this thing going to fall apart on me? I really hope it doesn't. Uh, but it is it is that soft. I mean, we're talking... We're talking like the gingerbread version of uh, Little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie here. And I am all here for it. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it my first bite ever. I don't wanna throw around the term life-changing because that seems pretty drastic, but this freaking cookie sandwich might be life-changing. Uh, the gingerbread is amazing. You know, it has, the, it has all those flavors you would want from gingerbread, the ginger, the cloves, molasses it is just combining for a really nice piece of chewy gingerbread uh, but that salted butter salted caramel buttercream is also a big powerhouse in this cookie sandwich i mean i said before this is like the equivalent of a little debbie's oatmeal cookie sandwich but with gingerbread obviously and the salted caramel buttercream and uh, i stand by that and say it one ups it and of course it is it's not it's not pre-packaged and all that stuff. It's being made fresh here at Epcot. I I mean, now my biggest decision is, do I stop at this one? Do I eat this one all by myself and then take home a second one to my wife? Or do I show a little bit of restraint and pull back just a little bit so that way she can share in it too? I don't know. This is, this is the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. Okay, that's not true. But uh, it's the hardest one that I've had to make in the last 20 minutes. And I just, I was not prepared to like this thing so much. I think what I might like more than anything else about this is how it opens up a whole new world for me of eating gingerbread at home. You know, usually I'll take some uh, eggnog ice cream and then just usually put a little bit of gingerbread pieces on that or gingerbread cookies on that and that'll be my dessert. 
Uh, yeah, I know. Sometimes I have a sweet tooth, especially around this, this holiday season, but that's usually how I'll have my gingerbread at home or just straight up. I didn't even consider adding caramel to the mix. And yeah, that's, that's a game changer. So now I need the eggnog ice cream, the butters, the, the caramel, and then the gingerbread all together. I keep wanting to say butterscotch for some reason. I'm sure that's that's very apparent, and I apologize for that. But uh, $5.99 for this treat. Yes, I put it away. I am going to show restraint and save some for my wife rather than buy a second one. We have enough sweets in the house right now. We don't need more. Uh, but I highly recommend this from the Caramel Kitchen, the Caramel Kuche in Germany, the gingerbread salted caramel buttercream cookie sandwich for $5.99. But that's it. If I don't put this away, I'm going to want to eat more of it. And I can't do that. A quick update for you. I went back to Epcot several times after this, and I only got the gingerbread salted caramel buttercream cookie sandwich one more time. It could have been more, but uh, the one time I went, the, the mobile order was like for a half an hour out and the line just looked too long. And so it wasn't meant to be, but this will become a yearly tradition for me. I know that for sure. And another thing that will uh, definitely be on my radar is the next review that we have. And oh my gosh. Look where this one's from. This one is from Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, specifically ABC Commissary. I was asked multiple times over the past year to go and try out the food there, and I wish I would have actually had a friend with me. I wish I would have had Rhino or Fiasco or Denny, someone else on the team, because uh, I, I feel like I needed to do a more thorough review of this quick service restaurant rather than just one food item. But I will say... From what I got, it uh, definitely it definitely painted a picture in a good way of this restaurant for me. So let's stop beating around the bush on it. Let's get to this review and give it a listen. Now, today is a request from someone long, long ago. I don't even remember now. It's been so long and it's been a couple of requests here and there since I've been asking for suggestions on places to eat at Walt Disney World, and it's finally happening. I'm going to ABC Commissary, and I really don't know what to expect. This is one of my, I don't want to say least favorite places in Disney's Hollywood Studios because it's a place that I, I don't really eat at that often. It's a place that I've actively avoided for years. I've, I've had meals, but it's never wowed me to the point that I want to go back here. So uh, I, there's just so much good food in this park. It's always the last on my list, but I have to come around and eat here now because it, I, I will say, since I the last time I've eaten here, it's gone through so many changes. You know, before it was always just burgers and fries and chicken tenders and that. And then a couple of years back, they switched it to like the, the menu where it was like a reservation to sit down and have dinner. And I never went to that but they were serving steak and stuff and that doesn't matter because then they switched it again back to quick service all the time and now it kind of has like a California inspired menu which uh, you know that that works because it's Disney's Hollywood Studios and we're in the movies and living the movies so I I totally understand the inspiration and you know what? It also makes it very hard for me to choose what I want because there's tacos on the menu. There's a, a buffalo grilled cheese sandwich. There's a lot that looks good. So 
I'm just gonna have to make my decision, place my mobile order and walk over there down the world's tightest pathway that is just constantly congested. It always seems like unless it's last thing at night or first thing in the morning, but I will, yeah, place my mobile order, head that way, see how it all goes. I have my food here from ABC Commissary and ultimately I went with the pork carnitas. And the reason why I went with that is I feel like it, just something about this dish gives me like a good look at the menu. Like I really thought about that buffalo chicken grilled cheese, but you know, Woody's lunchbox isn't too far away and also doing grilled cheese sandwiches. So I felt like let's do something a little bit different and a little bit more unique here to ABC Commissary. So they also do have shrimp tacos on the menu too, just worth noting, but I went with the pork carnitas tacos. And these are $11.49 and they are obviously pork carnitas served on flour tortillas. And then it's an avocado salsa verde that's green all over the top. Uh, pickled onions as well too that should add a nice little tart uh, but sour sweetness to it all. You know, you know how pickled onions are. You know, or you don't. And then it's served automatically with Mexican rice as well as black beans, queso fresco, and then a lime for extra, extra citrus. Citrus, I almost said zip-tris, but that's not a thing, obviously. And yeah, uh, it, does, it doesn't look that bad. I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed with it. I hope I hope I'm going to enjoy it, but uh, I I like the look of it at least. I like that it's actually served on a plate. That is a huge deal. You know, most quick service you're just getting on, you know, something that's very temporary. So I love the use of the plate with this. And yeah, it's just it ultimately comes down to though, how's it going to taste? And I'm a little bit nervous about that because. You know, most most quick service places, the food is sitting under heat lamps, but that wasn't the case here at ABC Commissary. Uh, when my number was called, my number was moved to like pick up window one, and my food was sitting there just in the open, and there was a person, two people in front of me, that was having a lot of issues with their order, so my food just sat there for a very long time before I even picked it up and then walked around this place trying to find a seat. So I can, I can tell these are not as hot and fresh as I would hopefully like them to be, but maybe it'll still be good. Here we go. I can officially say that the tacos sitting out had no impact overall on it. They are still nice and warm. They're not piping hot, but they're nice and warm. And my gosh, are they good. And I'm gonna attribute most of that to the actual, uh, the avocado salsa verde and then the pickled onions. I feel like it is so loud in here and I'm trying to concentrate on this that I may be flubbing my words a little bit, so I apologize for that. Just a lot happening. This is a busy restaurant. It is just always swarmed, no matter what time of day I ever try to get food here, which is why I barely ever even think about it. But yeah, the, uh, the pickled onions, of course, do provide that really nice balance of sweet and tangy and the avocado salsa verde is just, it's its actually making the overall, uh, like the saltiness of this a little bit more refreshing. So it's a very nice balance. I do want to try to, I'm going to try to dig out a piece of pork on its own though, just because I want, I want to know how that is. It, it really is getting lost in everything, but that's not a problem necessarily, but I hope it's still good by itself. The pork's actually not too bad. Uh, I, I I enjoy it by itself. You know, this is not 
this is not uh, on the level of like a nice authentic uh, Mexican restaurant at all, but it definitely is like the equivalent of pork carnitas that you would get at at a Mexican chain restaurant. So I think uh, I think the pork's actually it's it's pretty okay. Yeah, like if you know if I had this at, if I had this anywhere else, I would still be happy with the quality for it and say yeah it could be better but still pretty good on its own so yeah overall I'm only on my first taco here but I'm really enjoying this now to try the sides with the pork carnitas tacos I am going to go for a nice big scoop of Mexican rice first and you know I have a feeling I'm just gonna be saying what do you want me to say this is rice but we'll see maybe I'll be surprised the rice is extremely flavorless, you know, it's bland, it is what it is. It's pretty much what I expected for that, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, if I had a little hot sauce, you know, I'd be, I'd be pouring that on top of it, but I didn't pick up any packets. I didn't even look to see if there was any packets, but that could definitely make it a little bit better, but you know, there's also the black beans and queso fresco being served with this, so ultimately I'm going to mix it all together anyways and I'm sure that'll make it better, but let's see how the black beans are. Black beans are really nice. I could eat a full bowl of those, and I don't even need the rice. I would just double up on black beans and cheese. That would, that would make me happy with this. So overall, it's a really good start here, uh, but I have a lot of food to eat. I still have the taco. I have all my rice and beans, so I'm gonna get to eating, and then I will share my final thoughts. I'm all finished with my tacos here at ABC Commissary. And overall, I have to say that I'm, I'm really impressed by it. Uh, first off, I'm full, and that's always a good thing. When I have a quick service meal and it leaves me completely full, cannot go wrong with that, especially for the price point with this, for $11.49 and then after tax, 12 something. Uh, a good price for the quality of food. I mean, obviously, the beans and the Mexican rice were a little lacking in terms of flavor overall. Nothing to write home about, but uh, the tacos themselves were really, really good, and I thought there was a lot of thought put into the actual flavor of the pork carnitas tacos, so I, I really don't have, you know, I don't really have anything much left to say about them. I wish that maybe there would have been three instead of two. That's about my only critique I can get for them. And I would get them again. I'd also try the shrimp ones just to see. I'd actually come back here just in general and try it again just to see uh, with either the buffalo chicken sandwich or or any of the other menu items just because this really, uh, this really kind of shocked me how much I ended up enjoying it. And you know, it, it feels like the waves of crowds in here kind of actually does come and go. You know, it's it's always crazy outside, but it'll go from being super busy in here to a little bit quieter. And right now it's one of those quieter moments. So it's not even a completely unenjoyable eating experience. And, you know, it kind of matches the look of a actual commissary cafeteria at a studio. So uh, not bad. And there's still little details that are kind of in this place that are you know, a callback to, to old Disney's Hollywood studios that I enjoy and some of the props that they have in here is neat to look at too. A massive restaurant, so there's, there's so far there's pretty much just, you know, only good things to say. The only bad thing I really do have to say is, you know, about, it's it kind of noisy when it is completely filled and then also the fact too that they, 
left the food sitting out just briefly without it being under a heat lamp or anything, and those are just really minor complaints. So, uh, right now, I'm gonna say I recommend this, and I would do it again, but uh, we'll have to see how long it takes me to actually get back here. That's the real test on how good this was. It really was a good meal, and I will be back there at some point in the future, but my goodness, I feel like my ears were bleeding with how loud it was in that restaurant. Not not necessarily in the moment eating there, but listening to the video back from it. Like, oh man, it was so, so loud. So if that hurt your ears, I am sorry. It hurt mine too. We are all in this together. But that, if you were uh, keeping track of the count, you know that was the uh, last last review we have. We are all out of the reviews. And that leads us to the final portion of the show. And this is a portion that was recorded during our Diz Unplugged Give Kids the World Power of 10 marathon show that we did back in December. And Denny hosted a dining show that kind of quizzed all of the panelists on what their favorite Walt Disney World restaurants were. And I think they even went out of Walt Disney World property for it, too. So it's a really fun listen. And uh, it will take us officially over the three-hour mark as well. And uh, before we get to it, though, I do want to explain that the Power of 10 is our latest campaign for raising money for Give Kids the World. You know, you might remember some of our auctions from the past that we've done on the Diz Unplugged uh, with the help of Give Kids the World, where, you know, you bid on items and all the proceeds go directly to Give Kids the World. Uh, while that is great and we are excited to do another auction again in the future, they take so much time and effort and energy. And there are people out there who still haven't gotten their auction items from the last one we did in September. So we are putting a brief pause on that and uh, giving ourselves some time to recollect and and get ready for the next one. But we don't want to stop raising money for Give Kids the World. So what we are doing is uh, reviving the power of 10, which was Pete Werner's original idea with uh, raising money for Give Kids the World. And that if you get 10 of your friends to donate, I can't remember the original amount, a dollar. If you get 10 friends to donate a dollar and then they get 10 friends, you know, essentially make it a pyramid scheme to raise up to a million dollars when all said and done, just not a bad pyramid scheme. Uh, but, you know, you you get the idea of it. And uh, not necessarily through that method, but with a lot of the auctions and other stuff we did, we did reach our goal of raising $1 million for Give Kids the World. But Pete wants $10 million, And so he wants to revive this by making it, uh, taking it to the next level and getting, you know, you get 10 of your friends to donate $10 and they get 10 friends to donate $10. And in trying to reach the goal of raising 10 million. And we have a massive campaign set up for this as well, too, where, where you can donate directly to our campaign or you can start your own fundraisers that can be shared to social media, Facebook and, and such. So that way you can, you can make sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're reaching out to the biggest group of friends that you have with it as well. So 
If you want more information on this, head over to wdwinfo.com. We have information there about the power of 10. And, you know, it's all for a good cause. So never forget that. It costs like $7,000 or so to send one kid to give kids the world, to have their 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 wish vacation, to have that great vacation of their life. And uh, it's, it's, a really, it's a really great cause. So please uh, consider it. But in the meantime... In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this episode. So let's give it a listen. My name is Denny Sunderly. I am joined here with a room by a room full, filled with friends. Um, but And we're going to have a little fun. We're going to do a little something different today. And I hope that's okay. But let me introduce who's here first before we just continue with this fun. So over here on my left is Federico Argar. He is the head honcho. Did I say that correctly, Federico? Argar. Argar? Yeah. Argar? Yeah. Okay. It's a made-up name, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay, Mm. buddy. Now we'll have to get story there. We'll have to see if we can't get his real name then, if that's a made-up one. It's a share. I love it. Right? Okay, Fetty. Check out cdisney.com. Fetty's got a ton of stuff. He and and the team at C Disney have uh, everything you need. And then we have Miss Amy Krieger. Amy, Amy, you are with World of DVC. You are with DVCfan.com. And you write the lion's share of the articles for moving to Orlando.com. That so. is true. Yep. Thank you. I can't believe you knew all that. Yeah. Oh, That's impressive. I know it. I know. You have your fingers in so many pots right now. You're very, very busy in a I good did. way. I didn't yeah. even know that much about you. Yeah. Lots and my phone's amazing. like ringing off the hook Amy, right Paul. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Over here on my right is Paul Krieger. Paul Krieger's with World of DVC and DVC Fan. He writes a lot for DVC Fan. Of course, it, both Paul and Amy are on the DVC Fan team. So it's so great to, yeah. so great to, this great is the first, first, first time like to be first, on the show with yeah. you. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Very cool. And of course, the amazing Jackie Gailey, senior editor of The Diz, is next to Paul. Hi, everyone. Yay. Hello. Yay. Producing is the faithful fiasco. Also a made up name. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is the team of made-up names. That's what it is. The next question and answer portion is going to be very interesting. (laughs) That's that's true. Because we need the backstories of made-up names, right? Made-up name backstories. That's exactly right. What was your, I mean, was it's, it Aloysius? It's not that, no, it's okay. not that okay. creative. It's just, <laughs> in Colombia, we use two last names. Oh, And okay. my uh, dad is Ardila. My mom is Garces. So I just put that together and yeah. it's Argar. I yeah. love that. Nice. You get to do yeah. that. I mean, did I don't know that I've ever known I could. I, what name would I? No, I like I like Sunderling. <laughs> My husband's watching. I love Sunderling. <laughs> it's all good. Um, we are going to have a lot of fun today. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't want to sell it too big, but um, hopefully, we'll have a little fun. I have made up some cards. I am big on visuals. And, um, and Mr. Sketch Markers. And so anytime to be able to use Mr. Sketch Markers, I'm a happy camper. I, I Are those the scented ones? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so I have made <sighs> cards with my Mr. Sketch Markers. And on each card is a topic. It's kind of a question. So it's a poll, essentially, is what we're going to do. I need to know your answer and why. Because here at... The Diz, all things Diz. We want to help people get ready for their next Walt Disney World vacation, right? If, I mean, I watched the show for years and I would listen to what Kevin said about a restaurant and go, 
uh, okay, sad little crab king, I'm going to write that down. You know, all these little notes of things that he would say and that the team would throw in on. So I, I these are things I need to know. So these are things that I'd like for us to and, share with the audience. And do listen because they are valuable pieces of advice. Uh, Amy and I went to uh, Marie Enzo's the other night. <laughs> we um, went because of Pete's review. We're like, let's see. We were like, we surely were, it can't be that bad. Surely. Yeah, they've got to have improved since that point. <laughs> The the uh, the pasta sauce on my pasta was fluorescent orange, oh. and uh, it's just not delightful. Mm, that yeah. just sounds delicious Yummy. to me. I don't know what the problem is. Okay, <laughs> all right. Just teasing you. You ready? Then we're gonna start with a softball. Okay, this is a really 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 easy one. Current favorite counter or quick service restaurant at Walt Disney World. What's your current favorite? What would you recommend people add to their list and go? Oh yeah, okay. Next time. Who has one? Uh, Satuli Canteen at Animal Kingdom. Consistently good. Uh, fresh. We always get, well, they have like the bowls where you mix and match like the protein and the, uh, like the ingredients inside. I like the noodles and the, uh, potato hash. But every time we've eaten there, it's always consistently very, very good. Mm. So that's definitely one that comes to mind first for me. Excellent. And you can smell it as soon as you walk in the door. Right? Yeah. You know, this is a different kind of quick service. This is, this stuff is actually being made right now and it's going to be hot and fresh. And something else that I really appreciate about quick service restaurants is just plenty of seating. Like I really mm. hate like getting food and going in and like walking around and not knowing where to sit. And I just, Satuli so is just like a really nice big area. There's a lot of outdoor seating. There's a lot of indoor. So just overall, one of the best. Awesome. Who else? Thank you, Amy. So my favorite has been for years, Columbia Harbor House in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So they've got a, a salmon there that I just think is the bomb. It's so good. And I'm not, I, I don't love like fast food stuff. So it, it's always, it always feels really good to me. Like Satuli Canteen too. Mm-hmm. I love that, the idea of a fresh, bowl of food that's not like a processed hamburger or something like that. Like it just, um, salmon is so fresh and it comes with veggies and rice and it just feels like, feels like dinner at my house. Yeah. Like I, I just, I really love that break in the day and the ability to get it so quick and then to go up to the second floor in the Columbia Harbor house. And I like to sit on the little bridge so, and I like to watch people in the Haunted Mansion line. It's just yeah. really fun. And the and the Liberty Bell goes by and I just love everything about it. It's the lobster rolls are good there too. Are they? I've never Columbia. had one of those. Mm-hmm. I might need to do that one of these days. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so quiet, peace and quiet inside of a theme park is such a, a hot commodity, right? Like yes. you just all mm-hmm. need that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dark in there. Yeah. Kind of like your own little cocoon. So yeah, I agree with you. I love it. I, uh, I don't really eat a lot of fast food and my wife, Haley, who's in the chat right now is, uh, is, uh, an enforcement of that. She watches me on that. Uh, but chicken guy in Disney Springs is an mm-hmm. entire different caliber of fast food. I love chicken guys so much. Mm-hmm. Their chicken strips, their fried pickles, their French fries, everything really you get there is just at a step above. But also I need to plug and I get flack for this because you do have a server and you do tip your server at this place. But as far as the price is concerned, as far as like the vibes concerned, it feels very quick servicey. And when it was on the Disney dining plan, it was considered quick service credits. Uh, but guys are point. 
It's mm-hmm. again, you will be tipping, you will be, you will be having a server, you will be tipping a server, but it's still awesome prices for like what should be table service food. Yeah, I would agree. Has anybody ever been to the Four Rivers Barbacoa, Barbacoa truck at uh, Disney not. Springs? No. Okay. You know, we have a restaurant up in Jacksonville. Yes. They've got a restaurant Same. there and mm-hmm. I've been there, but I haven't been to the truck. The truck is so good, and and now I've I've had the street tacos twice. The chicken tinga street tacos, mm. so good, so fresh, made to order. And if you're kind of hustling and bustling between point A and point B, or you've got a movie to catch real quick, fantastic. And the 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 team members there are really nice. I know it's not technically a quick service or a counter service. But they do have a counter, okay? Yeah, yeah on, so it's guys on the side yeah. of the truck. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I'd have to go with uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse oh. at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been there a couple times now, and, and each time the food is good, and I keep coming back for more. One time um, I was down here on a trip, and Amy was back home in West Virginia still, and I was on the phone with her. I literally, I think I, I walked the Epcot loop like three times because I don't, I'm not good at making a decision on my own. Um, so I just kept walking around going, what am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? Every time I walked by Regal Eagle, I was like, that smells amazing. Uh, and so that's what I finally settled on. So yeah. And it that's was, so good. It was good. So, so if you're touring in Epcot and you, and you find Paul, help him. Help okay. him find a place Please. to eat. Please. Yes. He needs yeah. all the help he, he can get. He needs assistance. What were you going to say? I will have to agree with Fiasco on. On Geyser Point. Yeah. I love it. I, I usually go there on my Magic Kingdom day, and it's such a like different experience just to see the lake, Beautiful. be there, just to get like a break from the whole Magic Kingdom thing. Uh, and the food is really good. The hamburger. Mm-hmm. The, bison burger. The bison. Yeah. bison burger. Yeah. I had the uh, margarita flies, what you call it? The, oh, the, the flatbread. Taste. No, it's a t- like a a taste of different yeah, margaritas. Oh, oh yeah, the, the flight. Yeah. Okay, the flight. I get yeah. you. Okay. Oh, and it's just gosh. really fun to go back to the Magic Kingdom after that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That. Gives you a little bit Say of a different... Say margarita yeah. again, Fatty, please. Margarita. Oh, come on. Oh, I love that. <laughs> come on, yeah. You just do the whole rest of the show, okay? The channel on your uh-huh. Sofia Vergara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just perfect. Okay, next, next question. Splurge restaurant that you would recommend. So Walt Disney World Splurge restaurant, mm-hmm. because we all have special occasions, right? So it's a little pricier. So maybe we were not rolling there every single Walt Disney World trip. But if you're going to celebrate a benchmark birthday or an anniversary or something like that, where's a place that you would recommend? I know what you're going to say. Do you? Do you? <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to say Bull and Bear. I knew. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, so Bull and Bear is a little bit off the beaten path. It's at the Four Seasons? Nope. No. Uh, Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria. Astoria. Yeah. I get those two confused all the time. Uh, we went there with some friends for a special dinner uh, earlier this year and just an amazing experience. I think it... It, it is sort of up there next to Victorian Alberts, mm-hmm. oh, okay. um, wow. but not the same sort of coursed presentation. You still order from a menu, so you can still, but they have, they have a fried chicken that is just out of this world. They do a lot um, of table side. Yeah, a lot of preparation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, really, it, it, when I think about fine dining, it's more than just the food. It's the entire experience while you're at that. It's the service. It's how they present the food. Um, you know, it's the music in certain circumstances. So, um, yeah, Bull and Bear. 
check it out. Excellent. I concur with that. We went to Bull and Bear for our one of our anniversaries. And while we dropped a chunk of change, it mm-hmm. was so worth it. I'm I just service top notch over over and above presentation like you said Amy. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Okay, where nice. else? Sports. So I have um we it's been a few years, but one of my favorite places to go to, we've, we've eaten there twice in the last, since 2008. So we don't go there often. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. a splurge. Um, Narcoosies at the Grand Floridian. Yes. So I love, love, love that restaurant. And it's, it's right on the water. So you're, you're right there. And if you time your, your reservation just right. They pipe the music in from the Magic Kingdom fireworks mm-hmm. and you can go, they will, so their kitchen staff, similar to California Grill, their kitchen staff will turn their burners down a little bit and slow the cooking process if your food is about ready to come out so that you can step outside onto the dock and watch those fireworks. And I think that the view that it offers is really cool because you can, you can look, you're all the way across the water. And so you see them from afar and it's a different perspective than you get when you're up on that outside deck at California Grill. Yeah. So it looks more like it's over Main Street went from that angle. And I just love every second of it. And um, when we were there, the Walt Disney World Railroad was still going at that time. It's, it's not running right now. They're doing testing, but it's not running. But I loved hearing the whistle blow from the railroad because you could hear it from right there. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that. And, and the food was outstanding. We were, we were celebrating, um, something. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it was something very special. It was something really special, but yeah, I can't remember. It it had to have been an anniversary or something, something like that. And, um, might've been one of the kids' birthdays, but the, the servers, they, they pay attention to that kind of stuff so wonderfully and they just they just make made everything special for us there and they they even made this special dessert and another table had a special dessert too and theirs was different than ours mm-hmm. so that just made us feel even more special it was it was really cool and i i want to go i'd like to go there again um you know for something special again it's been like i said it's been quite a few years i think it was 2013 first time uh, yeah it's, it's time, time to go again minute, yeah yeah that sure. place is high on our list we have is not it? tried it and i, I really it. want to yeah you'll love it it's yeah. it's just really good they they do really and i don't see many people write about it or or share yeah. about that particular restaurant so i i see a lot about citricos but I don't see a lot about Narcoosies. And I, think, I just think it's I think so a lot cool. of people don't realize it's there. Like, I think you so might too, see yeah. it on the reservation list, but yeah. it's not like Citricos is right there when mm-hmm. you're walking to the Grand Floridian, you're on the second floor. But like Narcoosies, I, I don't even tucked know. Away. Yeah, it's you just tucked yeah. away back, yeah. you know, by the water. Yeah. And you have to, it's, so. it's a little hike from the main building. Yeah. So you, it's not like you see it or anything mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Who else? So restaurant. I have a list of restaurants that when I have friends and family in town that don't really like, they just think like, like they don't have the Disney think that we think about Disney. Like, and they're like, oh, you moved there for that. And that still kind of confused them. I have a list of restaurants that I would take them to to be like, hey, look at how impressive food here can be. <laughs> um, the most obvious 
restaurant on that list for like the top tier caliber places for me is Topolino's. I talk about it extensively. Yep. And that's what like I'd say probably about 50% of chat has said. But I've had a new one recently um, that has only grown on me. My, the first time I went here, I wasn't like, I was like, oh, my opinion on it was almost, I wouldn't spend my own money here, but I'm here for the review and it was okay. I've gone back multiple times now and it's become one of my favorite locations. That's Haleo. Mm. Haleo is so good. It really is an experience. Um, I've tried so many foods for the first time at Haleo and I'm so happy that I did. And now I've had friends come in town recently and I've taken them there just to be like, hey, look at how impressive the food at Disney can be. Because Haleo is the example of that, in my opinion. But it's a pricey, it's a pricey meal, but it's yes, worth it. It's it worth is. it. But it's, it is worth it. And if you want that paella, you got to order it at the beginning of the meal. Yep. But make sure to put that order in because you want the paella, whether you realize it or not. You, you want do. the paella. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so, you know, one thing that's really cool, I love it, Fiasco, when you talk about Haleo because it reminds me of, so I lived in Spain, actually, when I was, when I was little. My dad was in the Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's- and we were, so I lived there from the time, we lived there for 18 months. And so I was three when we came back to the States. So, but I remember, I remember the ladies, we lived in an interesting, I, I barely remember it. And there really aren't many pictures of it, but I, the lady that was our landlord at this place that we lived in, she used to make the most amazing paella and, and Fiasco has always ranted and raved about the paella at Haleo. And so I remember going there with the first time I went there when it first opened and oh my gosh, it is so good. It is so, so good. And I, I can't say, I mean, how could you remember eating something when you were right. a toddler? Yeah. But it felt like home to me. It was mm-hmm. so good. And it's the smells and they're cooking it right in front of you. I mean, yep. I'm picturing you as yeah. Antonigo at the end of Ratatouille. When oh. he takes that first bite of Ratatouille and is a kid right? again. Yes. Uh, you with the paella. That was again. me. It's not the paella, but um, we were randomly looking for gifts for friends and family the other day online. And I think it's like Gold Belly has uh, a Haleo kit. That you can actually order wow. um, and wow. ship to someone's house. It's like charcuterie. Um, it's and, charcuterie. Yeah. It's got their tomato bread that oh, they yeah. serve. It's oh, so you have to bake good. it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, make it, that tomato Whoa, bread, no. you can get uh, sardines on it. And I remember the first time <laughs> yes. we went there, Steve Porter convinced me to yes, try sardines did. for the first time in my life. Never and forget that. I did. I did. And it was good. It was good. Yeah, when wow. Steve wanted those sardines, we were like, okay, bud. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we all, we all had sardines. Yep. They also have another appetizer there. It comes, I don't remember what it is. Maybe you guys do. But it comes on like this this dish that looks like a red pillow. Yeah, the, the okay. chicken. The chicken yeah. popper yeah, things. That's well, so yeah. good. Those are, oh my word. Yeah, so good. <laughs> but, but like what you said, Fiasco, you... How fun is it to try something completely out of your box? Yes, from a a, a different culture, mm-hmm. and go. Hey, I, I I mean, it's just it expands your horizons. It's so much fun. In and that, that, sorry, go ahead. In that note, I have one on my list that I haven't tried because it's close and it's super expensive. Oh, what is it? Um, the one in Japan, the yes. takumi thai. Yeah, takumi. As I'm, am I saying? Is it tai or thai? Takumi thai. I don't know. I think it's thai. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, Jackie. To Kamite. Correct us in chat. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> They're already cracking fiascos. Yeah. Topolino. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yes. Yes. It's I've, closed. It's been closed like forever, is. but I heard it's like a whole cultural experience. Yeah. I'm very into that. Like having the tea ceremony and the whole sushi mm. thing. Yeah. Something that I want to try. 
That would be lovely. People in chat are actually saying about Takumite, um, and they're dreaming of going. I also have never been and want to go, but they're saying uh, until then to try Blue Zoo, which I've also never been oh, at. Yeah. At the Swan or not the Dolphin. Yeah, yeah. see, Paul and I went to Blue Zoo. I don't know. It might have been an off night. Didn't so. feel so yeah. So I was going to say Bear, and then Paul stole it, and then I was going to say Topolino's. But um, another really good one that a lot of people don't think about because everyone's focused on like in the, in the Topolino's, if you want really good Italian food, Il Molino, it's over at, yeah. is it in the Swan? It's in the Swan. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. And they, the one thing I've noticed about Disney restaurants right now, and, and at Topolino's it's the same, is that the menus have been really cut back. And Il Molino is serving a full menu, and they've got a lot of options, a lot of pastas, a lot of meats. And the service, we've done it, we've had it twice, mm-hmm. right? Within the last, like six months and it's been excellent service the food's been great i think that same trip we did topolino's and il molino we did yeah and it was it was a little bit of a toss-up between the two between Mm -hmm. what meal we actually enjoyed more um they're comparably good yeah i think was better because of the fact that you know it did have a larger menu there were more options to choose from and the service was just as outstanding and even when you're splurging hey we can splurge on pizza and Il Molino's yeah. got the best pizza. Yep. <laughs> Never had the pizza there. It's really good. Wow. Mm. good. Yeah, I need to get there. Pete has raved about Il Molino for mm. years and years and years, and I've never gotten there, and I need to do that. I definitely want to do that. Mine is going to be Topolino's Terrace. I agree. I concur with chat. I concur with what's been said in this room. The Sol Meunier at Topolino's. Unreal. And, um, yes, I miss the burrata. Very much the burrata appetizer, but um, the ricotta is amazing. You just and and if you time it right, and it's dusk, and you've got a cocktail or a mocktail, and you're out waiting for your table to be called on their beautiful balcony. I mean, it's it's just magic, magic. So that was mine for sure. All right, next question. Current favorite Epcot of pavilion for dining and or snacking. Current favorite Ooh. Epcot pavilion. For dining or snacking. Uh, like, if your time is limited, which one you head into? I'm going to go to France, and I'm going to go to that place that I can never pronounce, Les Halles Patisserie de Blondre. I'm sorry. I cannot pronounce it. Um, just That's where Diddy has to do. <laughs> <She> has <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the, you know, ham and cheese croissant. They've got wonderful pastries and desserts, and it's – you can get a meal there. You can get just a snack there. Uh, the food is always good. That I used to tell people that is like my favorite thing to rope drop at Epcot. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm been here enough. I'm done with the rides. We used to line up and they used, you know, used to be able to get breakfast there when is Epcot still back to opening at nine or. I don't know. It's not quite there. Is it not till 11 or 10? Okay. So, and that's what Paul and I used to do. You know, now that we're DVC members, we're just a little more relaxed. We used to rope drop the the French patisserie and it's great. So that's my place. I'm going to Germany. Ooh, are you? Yeah, I'm going to Germany. Germany. So too bad Craig's not in the room because I I don't know how to say the caramel store. The caramel yeah, that one. Caramel yeah. Kitchen. You gotta hawk, you gotta <laughs> hawk something like up that, in there. <laughs> yes, the Caramel Kitchen. That's what yes. I call it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, and and I love the beer garden too. They just have their food there is so good. So I like to I like to have like an early dinner, and then 
and then kind of just tour around World Showcase for a couple of hours and then get a treat at nighttime. So it, that's how we always used to do Disney when we flew in. So we would have like an early, early dinner. Like even sometimes we would get the latest lunch reservation. So, or the earliest mm-hmm. dinner reservation. And then we, then we could have a nice little fun snack at the end of the day. So sometimes we would get their popcorn or they just have all kinds of really special treats mm-hmm. yeah. there that they you just stuff. thank goodness I don't live right here because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, their, their snacks are out of this world. Yeah. And I just feel like there's nothing more super yum than fresh caramel. So. <laughs> That's like the best place. Mm -hmm. Like when you've got family that's like camped out for the fireworks and you like send someone over to the, I just call it caramel kitchen because that's, (laughs) yeah, that's good. Get some snacks while you you wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fetty, where are you? Japan. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep it with Japan. Uh, I'm horrible with names, but the quick service that is right behind the main. Katsura Grill. Yeah. That's really good. They have good ramen. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not the best ramen I ever had, but for, Mm You know, it's decent. They have um, green tea ice cream too. Have you ever had? It's good. Uh, we dear friends of ours, their little ten, their ten year old son, when he came, that's I mean, the green tea ice yeah. cream mm-hmm. was the pinnacle. That's of his entire trip. That's what he wanted. And you can get also in the store, which is like a whole <laughs> sh- shopping mall. Yes. Um, yes. You can get a lot of things that I mean are fun just to mm-hmm. get in. They have really cool you're stuff. You're in the park. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and the cast members at Katsura are always the kindest mm-hmm. people, and in Mitsukoshi as well, just very very kind people. So, which that's just, I mean, all cast members are, but I mean, it's they take such great pride yeah. in presenting mm-hmm. the food to you and yeah. and your order and all that, Jessa. That's just wonderful. Paul, pavilion, please. I'm going to go uh, to the Mexico Pavilion and go to Choza de Margarita. Okay. Go for the margaritas, but stay for the food. Um, That's what I've heard. Yes. Okay, so they, what, what do you eat there? They have, um, I believe they have a couple of different taco options um, mm-hmm. uh, at the stand, but they have an amazing guacamole too. Um, and do it's they? so much better than the quick service that's across the way. Um, it's oh, fresh. Yeah. Um, it's served on, uh, it's served with, I think, chicharrones. Um, um, I believe, okay. um, and a little bit of hot sauce, and it is just. And yeah. the street corn, the little street corn they give oh, you with yeah, those tacos. The little, yeah, oh, they don't yeah. give you enough street corn. No, it's like but... you, you and your wife fight over the street corn. Oh, <laughs> oh there needs to be individual street corn happening. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Fiasco, what do you think? I'm jumping over with Fetty over there in Japan, mm-hmm. primarily for the grocery section in the back of that store there. Me and Haley actually do routine trips there because A, they have the best stovetop easy, easy day ramen you can get. Uh, it's the yellow package with the little boy on it that looks like he's got chubby cheeks. Okay. There's no easy ramen that's better than that. It's so good. Really? As well as the gummies, the Japanese sodas, the different yeah. flavor Kit Kats. But then also on top of that, you know, Epcot almost always has a festival going on, mm-hmm. uh, and the festival booths that I find myself most often are still Japan, China, and then as well, um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Obviously, I don't go there enough if I, if I, if I lost where it was, but uh, Morocco, Morocco okay. for um, the, um, the Taste of Marrakesh when it pops up for Flower and Garden. That is what turned me on to the Marrakesh restaurant itself. I'm so glad it did. That restaurant's been there forever, and I never thought of it until 
like three years ago, but it is so good. Try mm-hmm. the Taste of Marrakesh to get a taste of what you'll get in the main restaurant, and uh, you'll like me better. Excellent. And I'm hanging out with Amy in the France Pavilion. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's from you can get salads to amazing sandwiches, their apple and brie sandwich. Goodness gracious, please. Get that. Please get that. And you can have it heated. You can, you know, go yeah, they cold or them. hot. They'll do whatever. All the way to coffee and dessert. So that's mm, that's my favorite, too. So I'm there with you. Okay, here we go. Most surprising dining experience. What was the most surprising dining experience that you've had that you went and, oh, my gosh, okay, this is legit, or this just is so, so different Positive or negative? We booked years ago Hoopty Doo. Uh, oh yeah, musical review. And I will say, like, like I'm a, I have a musical background, so like I anything that has musical in it, like okay, I'm excited by that. But I did not expect to have as much fun as I did at that event. And I am dying for it to come back. I mean, Amy's got video of me and that washboard and that spoon, like going to town. (laughs) And he's he's taken me back three times since that first time. We've seen it. Anytime we didn't have a dining reservation somewhere and it was like, where are we going to go to dinner? I'd be like, hoop-de-doo. Let's do it. (laughs) Perfect. Because the show doesn't get old, you know, it just, um, you know, the, uh, the performers there are absolutely amazing, um, and I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing that come back pretty soon. So, absolutely, we miss you, Hoopty Doo. We do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, most surprising dining experience. I have to say, Sana. Okay. At Animal okay. Kingdom, yeah, my favorite restaurant at Disney World. That's in my I top think five. Pete was wow. talking. Pete okay. was talking about uh, on the last show, the DVC one that I just bought. Uh, a contract on, on Animal <laughs> Kingdom, and I think Sana had a lot to do with the decision of buying Animal Kingdom, um, because the whole experience of overlooking the savanna and the animals, the food was something that I wasn't expecting to find mm-hmm. in Disney World. It's a, uh, it's an so underrated good. restaurant. Yeah, so it is, good. yeah. And if you got like a savanna view, you can get the food to go and take it back. And I did it. that. Yeah, I did that. I got a savanna view and I went have, uh, to get the to go menu with the bread service. Oh yeah, and have had it there. Amazing. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else? That. What do you think? Most surprising. This is another tough one for me. Yeah. Um, but thinking about it for the short amount of time I just did, I got a plug out steakhouse seventy one. Okay. Um, the Wave has been one of the most consistently good and fairly priced restaurants on property for a while now. And with it changing um, and going down and becoming Steakhouse 71, we expected like some sort of price jump on something. Maybe one of the things that we loved in the menu before would go away. But just the transition into Steakhouse 71 was the most beautifully done thing that I've ever seen. Like, it was just like, okay, we know you guys love the wave. Um, we're basically just going to give you the wave and just pump the notches up a little bit. We're not going to take anything away. We're not going to gouge any prices. And we're just going to give you more. And it's like in a, yes. in, a, in, a, in a stage of where Disney is just not doing that at all, to have that happen with something that you love as much as your favorite restaurant is just like, wow, you guys really hit the nail on the head. I couldn't have imagined it any better. Uh, so Steakhouse 71 for me, which was just recently. 
Yeah, there. I have to agree that that's it's. They did a really great job. Paul and I have been there twice, and those of you on DVC fan know that I've tried twice to conquer the prime rib, and I, <laughs> I have failed. Um, I always like leave like half of it. So if you want to eat the whole thing, stop filling up on all that other stuff. You know, the potato brioche though is really good. Um, steakhouse is Excellent. awesome. So. We're gonna film your third attempt. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd you be embarrassing. <laughs> so. For me, I I want to say Trails End. I love it, and I've loved it for years, but I didn't know until I actually went over there for the first time with my family that I would love it like I do. Like, I anytime Trails End is is suggested, and, and it doesn't – yes, I want the buffet back in all its glory, but even if it's not, you know, that, that breakfast skillet is really, really good. I want to go to Trails End, and I would like to take watercraft to get there if possible because <laughs> yes. that is the best yeah. way to arrive at Fort Wilderness, I feel like. But, like, I was uh, – I camped as a Girl Scout as a kid. I camped I, as a Girl I, Scout, I, too. <laughs> That's Ten all I want. years. I got it all out of my system. Yep. I don't camp anymore. I don't, I, I don't, no <laughs> if anyone you. wants to go camping with me, um, yeah. I've wanted to, but there I'll go with you. Go. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There so Fort Wilderness, while I, well, I, you know, we got to stay there on my birthday this this past year and loved it. It's not my go-to aesthetic. That's not. I'm not going. Yeah, I want to camp, but trails end. Yes, I want that rustic feeling. I want just the really approachable um, service. Just the whole nine yards. The food is just so good. So that that's mine for sure. For sure. Thank you, Fetty. Are you guys welcome. ready for the next one? Yep. Here we go. So with the advent of all the fun that we're having at Walt Disney World and some of the decisions that are currently being made and the degradation of the value of staying on property, <laughs> some of us may be staying off property more and more and more, especially friends who are watching. And so what is our current favorite off-property restaurant? What would you recommend that people, and if you don't have one, that's totally okay, but what would you recommend for those who have a car, are staying off property, or are staying on property and have a car and are willing to drive? And I will go first if you all need a minute to think. <laughs> okay. I need all right. The okay. I'm going to tell them to head to Celebration. And, and go to either Celebration Town Tavern. I know that, um, Pete did a review and didn't enjoy his dinner as much as he was hoping he would. It's, it's a restaurant that my family, uh, um, goes to repeatedly, like all, all the time. And everything I've tried and, and I've, I've found my favorites on the menu is just so, so good. So fresh. The service is fantastic. Careful if you're going on a weekend night, you want to get there a little bit earlier. But it's great. If you love seafood, it's fantastic. Also, if you have a special occasion to celebrate, the Columbia Restaurant in Celebration, or if you're out toward Tampa, the original um, Columbia out in Ybor City. So good. Spanish food. And it's funny, Fiasco, because it was kind of like what you said um, as far with Haleo. Yeah. It is, oh, my stars, I... I love this food. And I didn't even know that I love this food before I tried it and found out I did. They have fresh Cuban, like everyone gets their own fresh Cuban loaf. Like, give me my own loaf of bread and I am happy. Thank <laughs> you. I want butter and I want bread. But their food is just so good. And it's just, it's a lovely experience from beginning to end. Anybody else? Favorite off property? It's Universal in the oh, table. Yeah. So right I'm going to say Universal's uh, Antojitos at City Walk. Okay. 
Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant. Okay. I haven't been to Mexico, but I posted a review on C Disney, and people from Mexico were happy about it. So, oh, nice. but it's really good. It's not that expensive. The food is a lot. I mean, the portions are big, uh, and it was very what I was expecting from Mexican food. So. Mm-hmm. So, antojitos. Antojitos, right? antojitos, yeah. I've not, um, we've not experienced this one yet. We are going to tonight, actually, but I know Pete has talked positively about it. Christini's mm. in Dr. Mm-hmm. Phillips, I believe. Yes. Um, so, have you been there, Fiasco? I have. I, and I also want to mention I've been to every restaurant y'all have brought up so far okay. more than once. And yes, you're all right. They're great. You concur. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for dinner tonight. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to Christini's, oh. uh, and I've heard I've heard very good things about it. So excellent. Yep. Very cool. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna change mine. Do it. Do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I went to uh, uh, Disney Cruise yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. And yesterday we had dinner at Capitol Grill. Um, okay. On the Millennial Mall. Okay. And I was talking to Jimmy. And I said, this meal is even better than the excellent food that we have at Disney Cruise Line. Um, the food was fantastic. Okay. It yes, was so the best meat I ever had in the U.S. Wow. Uh, wow. And everything was great. It was great. It, the service was amazing. I know it's, it, it's an expensive restaurant, but yes. yeah. it's worth it, in my opinion. There you go. Nice. We don't go to to off-property restaurants really when we come down. So like we're, for those who don't know, we're about a two and a half hour drive each way to come down. So when we come down, we, we sort of behave like we're on vacation a little bit and we stay on property. So I don't really have anything to add for that one, but what's your favorite restaurant in Jack's? Um, Hmm. It's, it's okay if I don't it's really grab have, it and go. Yeah, it's it. Chipotle has been yes. our pretty much our go-to. <laughs> you knew I was going to say I that. On huh? Tuesday we Chipotle. We do. Yep, yep. Daddy and I all. I am not it. cooking we on Tuesday. Do. If I roll out of here, it's Chipotle. Chipotle See you there. If you're in town, curbside pickup. <laughs> yes, yes ma'am. You there you go. All one. right. Did everyone get to answer? I yes. would just like to plug. Yes. Um, I do eat out a lot, just to add a few things. I saw in chat, too, that, I do eat out a lot. that I want to concur with chat. If uh-huh. I want Mexican food, I get a guava azul. Yes. If I want pizza, I usually get Anthony's Coal Fire or Pizza 14 okay. in Windermere. And then uh, Hawker's, Hawker's uh, Asian Street Fair. I have annoyed Haley with how much I order Hawker's, but <laughs> I love Hawker's. Well, and Diane in chat said Cocovin in um, Orlando, and I, I agree with that. Diane, um, I've been there with my parents and my youngest, and it is French food at its best, and it was lovely. And it's a nice, it's not a huge restaurant, um, mm. but it's its just magnificent. And the souffle. Mm-hmm. You have the souffle. We, we had we had an Anthony's in Pittsburgh, and we loved it. It's we so used to good. go all the time. That was like our oh. Christmas tradition. That was like our go-to, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, like, we would go before. up there, go shopping, mm-hmm. and eat at Anthony's, so. Now that we know that there's one down here, too. Oh, you got it. It's so good. Yeah. Yay. Taste of home. Current favorite dish on property. Creme de la creme. What is the current? What's your current favorite dish on property? It's so hard. I know. It's hard. I know. Fiasco right now is scrolling in his mind through his top 10. This this is probably the hardest question so far, and I thought I already answered the hardest one. Uh, 
Okay, I, I, tough. I'm going to go to the boathouse, okay. um, and I'm going to say uh, a lobster roll, but not not what's on the menu. If you ask them to make you a Connecticut style, or if you just say, I want it hot with butter, um, then that is like one of the best lobster rolls. And then instead of the regular fries, I ask them to turn them into truffle fries, Ooh. and that is probably like one of my favorite meals. And then add an appetizer, the pimento cheese dip uh, yeah. at the boathouse. Paul and I, they we used to get it all the time, and then they switched it to this dip duo where you got like a smaller one and a salsa Um, and so when we order we're like can we just you know skip the salsa can you just give us like extra so we get like a whole like mega pimento cheese dip and so that's how we roll yeah (laughs) double down on the yeah so if you want extra pimento you can skip the salsa they'll do that they have no problem with it and it is a lot of dip so, so yeah. Connecticut style though. Connecticut How style, hot different? with butt. So so Maine is cold lobster, Creamy. like a yeah, cold mm-hmm. mayo, like a you know, kind of like you would do chicken salad yeah. with lobster. And then uh, Connecticut is hot lobster. There's nothing else on it but hot butter. Like you get like the hot butter on the okay. side. I mean, with the toasted roll. Okay. Yeah, it's like oh, I love lobster rolls. That's so. intriguing. Mm. Okay, all right. Who else? Current favorite dish. I think I'm gonna cheat. 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 Um, because I'm going to pick one that is a bunch of different things. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, is the, I think it's called the butcher t- uh, board mm-hmm. at Polite Pig. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, good. Is, uh, I think it's $40 mm-hmm. uh, for two people. Okay. If you're not like me, if you're like me, it's for one. <laughs> um, and it has like... Shame. A, yeah. Shame in that. No. Um, no, I mean, it's pretty big, but I, it has like chicken mm-hmm. and yep. sausages and a lot of things that you normally have on American barbecue, which is not common for us. Um, I think it's really good. And the price is for the amount of food we have. We've had it and we love it. And you get like a lot of sides and a lot of different meats. And then if you sit because it's quick service. Mm-hmm. If you sit at the bar area, they serve you like you're in a restaurant. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's like mm-hmm. it's pretty cheap for mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Love it. Who else? So I have a recent favorite. So we went um, for the first time to STK earlier Uh this year. And my husband makes a rockin' steak at home. And we have never, in the 28 years we've been married, we have never gone to a restaurant and had a steak that we both loved. Not Mm -hmm. ever. And so we rarely will ever order steak because he just makes a better steak. So, but we went to STK and we had amazing steaks, but their Brussels sprouts that you can order as a side dish are out of this world. And I told him I would even skip the steak and like get two sides of Brussels sprouts because Brussels sprouts are hard to me for whatever reason. I don't know why they, they shouldn't be hard, but I hated them as a kid growing up. But, um, we make them a lot at home and I, 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 it takes me, it's really tricky to get them just right. And I don't know why it's so tricky, but it, it just makes me mad. And cause I try so hard and I do all <laughs> the things and I, and I turn the oven right where it's supposed to be and they just never turn out as good. But at STK, they are out of this world. They have a little bit of bacon on them and it's real bacon. Mm. You know, it's, you know, they've cooked 
actual bacon and chopped it up. It's, you know, it's, it, they are just so delish. And you can tell that there's some olive oil on them and, um, you know, but, oh man. Mm. STK is really, if you love a good steak, mm-hmm. that's a great place to go. Sometimes yeah. inside it can be really, really loud. They it have was a loud. DJ playing. Yes. Um, we discovered on my hubby's birthday that they also have an <laughs> upstairs balcony that overlooks Disney Springs, which is amazing. Yes. Like, it's beautiful up there. The music is, is piped out there, but not at the volume at which it is inside the restaurant. That's also, a good they point. have outdoor seating out front, but yeah. that Back upper patio. It's fantastic. Yeah. If it's not too, yeah, that would be a great, that would be great on in the cooler months down yeah. here for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause we were, we were kind of in the back of the restaurant, kind of on the same side as the live DJ. Yes. And that was <laughs> loud. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause it definitely, if you're not into loud, loud, it yeah. was, it was great music. I mean, oh, yeah, it's great DJ. Really great <laughs> tunes. Like, it was good, but um, but it yeah. gets bumping in there. And it if was, you don't yeah. want to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. eating your steak and <laughs> yeah, rocking and rolling right there in your right seat. Along. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what else? Um, I probably have to go back to Fetty's favorite and really? Sanaa and get the bread mm. service oh, there. Okay. Um, yeah. That place, you know. Um, is absolutely amazing. We were there with some friends earlier this year. There were, it, it was basically, it was three couples and we had to establish at the beginning yeah. of the meal that each couple is getting their own bread service. Like, yeah. There's, there's no other. Cause normally here. we'd share appetizers and it was like, look, yeah, no, we're not sharing. We're not sharing. <laughs> Sorry. This, this is too good. So yeah. yeah that, awesome. that bread service and the, all of the different sauces and then each time trying to come up with which one's going to be your favorite sauce. Yeah. Uh, it's just. Yeah. The garlic ones. And those? Oh, the jalapeno. The gar- jalapeno. Mm. They have garlic. That yes, the gar- garlic. It's just, yes, I love like, that one. I'm going to eat a whole, yes, yes, you are. and then the the cilantro coconut vegetables Mm -hmm. like those are some of the best vegetables i've ever had Mm -hmm. they're awesome Mm -hmm. the butter chicken all right fiasco give us the rundown all right so i've come to the conclusion i gotta go with this but i gotta go with it with a disclaimer that this restaurant has proved to be inconsistent uh, and they change their menu far too often Mm -hmm. but the best and i said this in the review the best meal i've ever had in my life and it still has not changed was at chico Okay. Um, from start to finish, the entree I got that really topped it over was the filet with the baby root vegetables with like their, their brown glaze, whatever type of sauce was on it. It was just the most delicious meal I've ever had ever. And that still hasn't changed. But when I went back to Jiko just a few weeks later, that, en- that item was different. And then I went back again and it was different again. They just keep changing their menu and menu. And I was taking guests there to be like, Hey, you have to try this. And then it wasn't the same. Okay. So. It was the best thing I've ever had, though. Okay. All right. My current favorite, because it's just, it's your current favorite. Our currents can change, right? Our favorites can cycle out. But right now, for me, it is a dessert. It's at Toledo, um, which you'll find. It's the rooftop restaurant at uh, Grand Destino at, at Coronado Springs. It's the Crema Catalana. Ugh. it's amazing it's amazing and I, I we tried it my husband and i did for the first time on our anniversary we've back, been back since and gotten it and it's the stuff of dreams it is just this creamy custard and it's citrus scented and flavored and it has this beautiful tool chocolate tool on the top and candied orange peel and i want that i like having that along with a cafe bonbon 
which has been described to me by a cast member as rocket fuel. And it is. I can't sleep when I get it after dinner. I just, there's not a lot of sleep happening that evening because uh, I am just, you know, my mind is racing. But it is, it is the most divine way to finish a lovely meal. I love, I love the filet at Toledo. It's just so good. But that crema catalana with that cafe bonbon. Heaven, I'm in heaven. Oh, we missed out. We should have yeah. ordered that. So good. And so good. That's a beautiful restaurant. Just, I love just that place. Sure the is. look of the place. Like, and you can see fireworks from mm-hmm. up there. Well, yeah. and, the, and the prices, like, okay, they're more expensive, but they're not like Brown Derby more expensive. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's, you know, I, I believe it was $36 for the, for the filet. Like it's, and you're right. Like just, uh, the way that they have the ceiling lit mm-hmm. with all the different colors. And if you're there, if you time it just right for your dinner, the sun is going down. You can see fireworks later in the night. Like yeah. that's, it's just lovely. It's a good thing all the way around. All right. I'm going to check the time. 2.56. That means we got to wrap this up, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining in on this conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It thank you for having us. Thank you for sure. Thank you. That takes us to the very end of this episode, what I should call a Titanic-sized episode. I think that's what I will call it, and not just because of the amount of reviews that we had in this episode, but also because it is nearly the same length of the movie Titanic. Uh, you could have you could have spent your time watching Titanic. I almost said listening to Titanic. I mean, if it's on in the background, I guess that's, that's the case too. But you could have sat down and watched Titanic in the same time that you listened to this podcast. But most likely you were listening to this while you were working out, driving, working, you know, doing something else where you just needed to hear some droning on going in the background. So I, I guess it's two different things. But if you are the one person out there who probably sits on their couch and and just stares at a blank wall while listening to podcasts, uh, then, you know, I uh, next time I'd say maybe watch Titanic instead. That might, that might be better. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll figure that out. But uh, I hope that this is the last time ever we have a, an episode this size for you. And I am truly able to keep to my word and get back to a weekly format in 2022. And uh, it's it's getting close. So uh, I will I will hopefully get back to that. And hopefully everyone has a great new year and can forgive me uh, for my shortcomings towards the end of the year here. But that's it for this episode. Uh, I am just going to mention one more time. Uh, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Wow. I'm trying to wrap this up so quickly. I can't even say the name of the company I work for. This is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could leave a belated Christmas gift of a five-star rating and review through Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. And I will give you a shout out on next week's episode as well, too. So uh, that would that would mean a lot to me. And maybe it will then motivate me to to keep us on a weekly basis. I am not going to let that go. And I really need to. But I, I, let, let's just forget about that. New Year's, new resolutions. Stay weekly. Still can't give it up. Okay, that means I need to end this show. So thank you so, so much to everyone out there for watching, not watching, for listening. Oh my gosh, I am having a complete breakdown now. So 
<laughs> I don't know what to do. But thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support with this uh, revived Disney Dining podcast over the past year. I truly hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a great holiday season and had a great holiday season if you're listening to this in the future. And I look forward to seeing you all in 2022. And I hope it's a great year for us all. So that's it for me, Craig, here on this week's episode, this month's episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.